0: is free talk live you can take control whatever uh, about whatever you want 855 450 free the cycle cai toll free line 1855 450 3733 joining you in the studio this evening it's in and julia and mark all right so you can of course bring up whatever you want that's the point of the program and you'll be able to do that want to uh, instead of going to something from the news talk about something that's not going to appear anywhere in the news, it's
1: an FTL exclusive.
0: That's right. Today uh, was my pre-trial hearing date for the charges that I'm facing, or partially was facing, uh, for holding a video camera, operating a video camera in a public town hall building in a place called Palmer, Massachusetts, relatively small town, uh, I guess, m- medium small. Town in Massachusetts uh, where Pete Ayer from CopLock.org and I had gone back in 2011 to help defend and Mark, you were there as well, as well as uh, JJ and some other activists uh, from up here. A bunch of kind of a New Hampshire crew went down to help mm-hmm. uh, support Jay Noon, who's a listener of Free Talk Live and uh, just a, a good friend who you know loves freedom and just unfortunately is not in New Hampshire yet. Uh, But his house was being threatened by the government aggressors because he had never paid property tax on it, and they were going to evict him from his own home.
1: I'd like to point out, and I think that this is an important part of the story um, when talking about Jay Noon, is Jay Noon doesn't pay property taxes for uh, philosophical reasons. He believes that he owns his property. The government does not own his property, property so mm-hmm. therefore he should not have to pay some kind of annual rent to them. However, he is not a net drain on his community. If you'll, um, you know, he, he is a volunteer firefighter in his community and- he always uh, turned down the stipend paychecks. Those paychecks yeah. more than covered anything, any portion of his property taxes that he actually wow. used. So he was a net asset to Palmer, Massachusetts. It's really just about paperwork.
0: And it's about obedience, is what it's about. Yeah, I think and
1: to some extent that's true.
0: So anyway, we went down to defend his house, and we were successful at uh, preventing them from taking his house from him on that day. They did end up taking it from him several months later, and then they did a tax sale this year in October. So I returned uh, to Palmer, Massachusetts, this time with a couple different activists from here in Keene, and uh, did basically the same thing as last time, Went into attempted to go into the tax sale that they had, uh, went to the... Uh, the showing of the house because, you know, they show it to potential buyers who uh, then go to the tax sale and then place bids on the home. And then, you know, it's an auction. And so whoever the highest bidder is, they, you know, win the house. They then cut a check to the city. Uh, the city then uses puts that towards the back taxes that they claim are owed on the property and they relinquish the property to the new owner. And that all went down. But we never actually ended up making it into the tax sale in Palmer in 2012, this year. We were there in a, the tax sale in 2011. We just so happened to be at the town hall when they were having a tax sale. We went in, brought our video cameras in, asked the uh, audience some questions, and reminded them that they were going to be bidding on stolen property that day. Uh, and then in 2012, we wanted and to And they do... didn't
1: seem particularly moved by that information, right? Like no. no. Nobody's no. like, oh, and no. gets up and walks out, right? no, no.
0: no. I mean, they're... Maybe they all knew what they were there to do. I suspect they did. And so we went there with the same intentions to go and, uh, and witness this tax sale and remind the people that were buying there that they were going to be purchasing stolen property. Because that's what it is. When you take something that's not yours uh, without someone else's permission, that's stealing. And if you do it and you call it a tax sale, it doesn't stop it from being selling something that you stole. Because that's exactly what tax sales tend to be. I guess every now and then they'll take a property from someone that has died and has no relatives. Every now and then the city will you know, will do that. Mm-hmm. And maybe that doesn't qualify. Maybe that, maybe that doesn't qualify. You know, if you, you don't have any relatives left and you haven't left it, you know, bequeathed your property to somebody else, the eh, state comes in and takes it. I don't know if I would qualify that as stealing,
1: but pretty much every other instance of a tax sale. It seems to be the, uh, it should be sold and the revenue should be given to charity. That's what it sounds like to be.
0: Me. You mean as far as the, uh, the person who has died? Yeah, house. Yeah, that's a good idea, Mark. So that's why we were there in uh, October, and I was arrested walking into the town hall building, which I'd been in before with a video camera. Was arrested in the same building in the same hallway I'd been in before with a video camera for having a video camera, and they charged me with disorderly conduct, two charges: one a misdemeanor count, the other a town ordinance count. Misdemeanor count face uh, means I was facing up to a hundred and fifty dollar fine. Had it been my second misdemeanor, I would be facing up to a year in jail. There's no jail time attached to your first misdemeanor disorderly conduct charge in Massachusetts. And then the town ordinance, which is generally considered a less serious charge, actually holds up to a $300 fine. So uh, the immediate thing that happened on that day was I didn't want to go back to Massachusetts. I really didn't want to get arrested in Massachusetts, but at the same time, I also didn't want to back down when being threatened by a man in uniform telling me
1: I can't record video in what I thought was a public place. Right. I mean, you're a member of the press. Not that that should matter. Yeah. Anybody should be able to, uh, you know, do video recording in a public place of public officials doing a public meeting. For well, the God's problem
0: sake. is I'm a member of the press who asks tough questions. I'm not a member of the sycophant uh, press that just, you know, fellates the state and does their bidding for them. So that's the issue. That's really what the issue is here. I mean, had I been a credentialed member of the mainstream media, I probably would
1: have had no problem on you that are, particular I mean, how much more cred- – you're on a radio station. But, but I'm
0: not mainstream in that I don't – you know, do as I'm told. I don't stop filming well, when I'm told to stop filming. You're I not don't, an
1: employee of. Uh, you're, 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 yeah, I mean. I don't toe
0: the state's line.
1: That doesn't make you credentialed and a member of the mainstream media. You
0: know what I mean. If you're in the mainstream media, you don't question the the, the mainstream. You don't question the the uh, the state i and the things that they do i,
1: I know i know that's that what this is about reporters and i'll prove tend it. to be petrified of losing yeah. their jobs and they know that if they uh, screw with the local town officials that they won't get any stories so therefore they don't mess with them but that doesn't make you any less mainstream
0: so they set me for a pre-trial date i filed some motions and by the way if you haven't seen any of the video from the palmer situation you can over at freekeen.com just type in palmer and then scroll down you'll see the videos um So they set me a pretrial date. I filed some motions. One of the motions was to skip the pretrial hearing because I know it's just BS. I I know that when you go to have to
1: drive down there for right, right.
0: right. It's an hour and a half drive from Keene to Palmer, and uh, you know that's that's a lot of my time. I'd rather be making you know doing work in the morning, but instead I'm driving to Massachusetts for what is essentially a BS hearing. Pretrial conferences typically are where they attempt to ply you with another plea deal. Sure. So I had initially
1: call you for that.
0: They could. Uh, I had initially. but they want to waste your time
1: I had no absolutely right. they want you that much more committed i yeah. mean if if the judge and the prosecutor actually had to come up someplace I mean you're the accused why should you have to travel why wouldn't the judge <laughs> and the prosecutor have to I mean if they have to prove you guilty they should at least have to come to where you are oh, that'd you be, now that
0: would be service yeah. uh, But no that judge is not going to leave her throne and so the previous time when I was when I was arrested initially in October I had done something unusual, because I generally don't agree with taking the plea deal. But then again, I'm not a Massachusetts activist. I'm not looking to change the system in Massachusetts. I'm not looking to make a stand there. I did make a stand there, but I wasn't really intending to. And so I'd have been all right. I told them, look, I'd be willing to plead guilty or, you know, responsible or whatever if it, you know they said it would be a $50 fine. That's what they offered me it was, oh, you can plead guilty and be a $50 fine. I said, I'd be willing to do that if you'd accept the $50 to charity. And the judge refused that.
1: Yeah. God knows they wouldn't want to give any um, any of this money to starving children yeah. or families that are out in the street. The last thing they would want to do is that. This lady has to you know, buy a better chair to sit on or something.
2: So I feel like the only reason they do that is because they don't want to give in to your, your ways or whatever. Sure,
0: sure. No, no, yeah, Like, absolutely. she
2: doesn't know what the money goes to.
0: Right. And generally, they don't want to uh, say that out loud in court, is that they'll accept a fine payment to charity, because it'll give people ideas. What? I don't have to pay this money to but the court? But
1: this wasn't out loud, necessarily, was it? No, this was out loud. Okay. I,
0: I had made the, author, the offer uh, to the prosecutor, and she said, well, we'll see what the judge thinks. And so then I made it in court out loud. So that brings us to today. Where a crew of activists went down to Palmer, probably the biggest crew thus far. There was maybe five of us that went down back in 2011. Three of us went down in October. Today, eight or nine people from the Keene area showed up. There were about four people from Massachusetts that showed up. So we had well over a dozen folks who love freedom who'd come out to to support me and I really appreciate that at this basically pretrial hearing. I mean it's a throwaway pretrial conference. There's not really I didn't really expect anything to happen except at the front door when I knew there would be an issue with a camera, but I didn't expect it to be like this. I'll tell you more about it here in moments. Free Talk Live.
1: Puke in the Gang, the podcast for grumpy young men, brings you issues. We are talking about raping babies. I love Nazis. Beast Jesus. News: New York shuts down vibrator giveaway. Here's a
0: fun story out of uh Spain. El Correo. No, wait, that's a
1: newspaper. Personal stories. I kicked a windshield
2: once because I was angry.
1: I just got annoyed and I wanted to die. I know all the words to get jiggy with it. I have a horribly tiny penis. Responsible journalism. I'm drinking all liquor. When we do the show, we're generally drunk. Pukeinthegang.com. And cake.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free here at 855 free, The SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website. Just head on over to freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that we have waiting for you there. Boy, do we have a lot of them, and they're all free. One of those features is our mobile site. For those of you with a smartphone, if you would like to get access to our live streams and do it quickly, you can just go straight to m.freetalklive.com. It's a total stripped-down version of our – it's not even – it doesn't even have any of the regular website features. It's just a straight-up, boom, here's the streams. Here's the software you need to listen to the streams. Because that's one of the most important things you can do with one of those smartphones, is listen to live streaming audio from freetalklive.com. So go to m.freetalklive.com to accomplish that. We have broadband, midband, and narrowband versions of the show, meaning three different bit rates for different internet connection speeds. So once again, head over to m.freetalklive.com. The Free State Project, your best chance at achieving liberty in your lifetime. How do I know this? Well, I'm here. And Mark and Julia, you guys are here too. We're all here in New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. We've come together with over 1,100 people who are here now as we are for the Free State Project to achieve more freedom by by being activists. But there's over 13,000 That are pledged to come here. There are, we're going to reach 20,000 at some point. So we're now over two thirds of the way there to our goal of 20,000. But today was one of those days, and I'm reminded quite often, but today was one of the many days when I'm reminded about how great it is to be part of this movement, how amazing some of these people are. So let me continue with my story here, but go to freestateproject.org. You'll get an idea for why here in a moment. freestateproject.org, there's a lot happening, everything from politics to outreach to civil disobedience. Although the outreach didn't really happen today because they were confiscating flyers at the front gate of – of the Palmer District Court. Sorry, I'm a little loopy right now. I apologize if I if it come off if I come off that way. Well, I got had to wake up early this morning to go to court, like six thirty in the morning, and uh, I didn't have a good night of sleep prior to that.
1: So but, um, they wouldn't let you have flyers in the courtroom.
0: Well. When they were going through my bag uh, which has more than flyers in it, I have a backpack where you know it's one of those laptop bags with mm-hmm. all kinds of pockets and I've got you know video camera in there accessories batteries you know audio recording device the laptop and then several flyers like don't take a plea deal flyers and normally I'll go into a courtroom if I'm anytime I'm at a courtroom I'll hand out these don't take a plea deal flyers to people that are waiting and of course there were plenty of Innocent people waiting there who'd never harmed anybody else, as you typically find at your average uh, district court arraignment date. And uh, the man that was searching through the bag. Pulled out the flyers and just kind of stared at them. (laughs) He was trying to really assess what it was that he had in his hand. (laughs) He held them out to one of the other officers because there was a swarm of uh, security officers that had come to the front. They knew you guys were coming.
1: They were ready.
0: I don't know if they knew uh, what they were in for, but anyway, the swarm. You know, he held that held out one of the flyers, the "Don't Take the Plea Deal" flyer, to show one of the other officers. And he didn't specifically say you can't have these. And, you know, at that point, I just needed to get into the courtroom. So I managed to successfully negotiate to not have to take my bag out of the courthouse and said, look, why don't I just leave the bag with you? Because they don't want to let any recording devices in this courthouse. Why don't I just leave the bag with you? And then once the judge lets it in, then you can just let me have it and I'll take it into the courtroom. So it took me a while to negotiate this with him because at the same time there was all this conflict going on beside me. Let me rewind a little bit. We show up at Palmer District Court this morning about uh, oh, a dozen activists, most of them from the Keene area here in New Hampshire, and several of them toting video cameras because, you know, we're activists and this we're is a the public mi- place, right? We're of the mindset that if, uh, we should be able to record things, even if
1: you can't record in the courtroom, which uh, I guess there's some uh, precedent for not being able to record in a courtroom unless the judge says it's OK. And generally in federal cases, they don't. You should be able to record in the ante rooms, shouldn't you?
0: You would think, but in actually a lot of cases, it's more difficult to record in the court lobby than it is in the courtroom itself. I had put in a notice to record, by the way, a month prior. I sent it in to both the prosecutor and the courthouse, so it's not like they didn't know I was going to show up with a video camera. What they didn't know was that there was going to be three or four different uh, video cameras there. But either way, as soon as the first person walks in with a a video camera, the court security flips out. There's... They like radio over there two ways to the rest of the security. One of the guys is booking it down the hall as fast as he possibly can. <laughs> you thought
1: res- it was you thought it was a bomb.
0: It was crazy. So another cop rolls up out front in his cruiser. Of minutes later, and you know, like quickly exits his vehicle to come and assist his brothers in
1: blue from <laughs> somebody you know. who might take their picture. Right. Well, I think that this
2: points out steal their soul. How used to this they are in Keene. Like they're pretty tra- every cop and every court worker in Keene knows how to handle you guys. <laughs> and yeah. so when you travel, they don't know what to do because no. they're not used to it.
0: And we got a similar response, uh, although not as drastic in Greenfield, Massachusetts, a couple of years ago. But in Greenfield, we were able to get cameras into the courtroom without much issue. Like They would hold the camera at the door, and then the judge would allow it, go and get the camera, bring it in. It took a few extra minutes. But that's what they want because they don't want any cameras without permission in their building. So they're freaking out. They're yelling at uh, the activists to get out. You know, you can't have cameras in here. Back out. They're grabbing at people's cameras. They almost, you know, they assault James Cleveland as they grab his camera, and he manages to wrest his camera away from their grip as he backs out the door. They follow him out there. They're going to take
1: it on the pavement. You can't have a camera out here they either. They did
0: end up making a statement, apparently, something like that. I no wasn't out there. cameras
1: on the sidewalk in front of the
0: court. House. I yep, I wasn't out there for that portion of it because I had already gone inside at that point and again I I had to focus on getting into the courtroom so I didn't get a failure to appear so I wasn't privy to all of the ridiculousness that went on outside I could only kind of see it transpiring mm-hmm. but they were definitely after James and he's one of the hosts of Shire TV by the way you can see that show at Freekeen.com. dot com but they were definitely after him and he wasn't turning his camera off he just kind of was you know doing uh, doing a Dave Ridley from RidleyReport.com dot com and slowly backing uh, away from the scene. Thankfully, no one was arrested, but it sure did seem like they were close to doing it. Uh, there was one man who came out and yelled at Cecilia from ladiesandkeen.com because she was, you know, asking some tough root-striking questions and the woman uh, that she was asking them of actually plugs her ears at one point. <laughs> no, 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 yeah, no, 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 exactly like a 6-year-old child might do. That's funny. And I'm watching this happen and, and my con- all I could really say to this was is that lady really plugging her ears? She was she must have been 58, 60 years old. I mean just the behavior of these people was absolutely outrageous. And of course there is going to be video. It uh inevitably it'll be posted at freekeen.com multiple activists with multiple camera angles. Eventually, you know, all of the cameras were taken out. Nobody ever made it through the checkpoint with a camera. Uh, they, you know, did a successful so job. They didn't at...
1: Let you record your hearing, either.
0: Eventually, I was not allowed to record the hearing. That's correct. Even though, uh, while, while I was in front of the judge, I pointed out to the judge, "Hey, look, here's the notice I filed. You did get it, didn't you?" And they looked through their. Well, we don't have that notice. Where is that? Well, wait. Did you get my notices? Yes, we got your. We got. Or I sent, sent motions. Did you get my motions? Yeah, we've got your motions. Well, I sent the notice with this in the same envelope, and they Oh yeah, here it is. I'll have to look at it. I'll let you know uh, for next time. 855-450-FREE. So they proceeded with the hearing without allowing me to bring my camera in to record what is ostensibly a public hearing. More coming up. 855-450-FREE. And there is more to the story. It gets even more ridiculous. It's Free Talk Live. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. You may bring up whatever you want, toll-free, 855-450-FREE. That number brought to you by SACL-CAI, 450 3733 And join us online, freetalklive.com. The bulletin board system allows you to interact with other Free Talk Live listeners. Go to bbs.freetalklive.com to accomplish that. And like the rest of our
1: website, it's totally free. That's bbs.freetalklive.com.
0: SACL-CAI is what?
1: A company that handles accounts receivable. You can go to our website, freetalklive.com, and check out the banner on the right-hand side of the page. There are you know a stack of them, and SACL CAI is at the very top. They've been there for a very long time because – well, they're, they're one of our primary sponsors. Uh, one of the principals over there, Jason Osborne, is dad, Mike, they're big supporters of Liberty. And they decided early on that Free Talk Live was a good organization to support because, well, we bring the ideas of Liberty to the average individual. If you like the ideas of Liberty and you've got a business, SACL CAI can handle your accounts receivable and uh, do a fine job with it. So it's SACL CAI and see their banner at freetalklive.com.
0: Indeed. So I'm recounting what happened this morning, the uh, the action that transpired at Palmer District Court in Massachusetts as about a dozen activists, people that love liberty, showed up, about four folks from the Massachusetts area, and uh, uh, the rest of them all from Keene showed up, and including uh, one of the celebrities from Puke and the Gang, as a matter of fact, uh, Andrew, came out to see oh, this. Oh, really? Yep. Yeah, he was working in the area, so he was able to, huh. uh, to come over. And... It was great. I mean, it was great from the aspect that, wow, what a great crew of liberty-loving folks that we have here in New Hampshire. And how exciting is it that more people who love freedom and who are willing to actually stand up for their rights are going to come here? Because these people stood up totally today. They were filming as they walked into a courthouse where there were signs up saying, you know, no cell phones. I don't know if it said no cameras. I think it did, though. Yeah, no cameras. And they they went in anyway, and they had an, an, a very interesting clash with the court security, where they the court security acted in very childish manner. Uh, they were you gotta really ask outrageous.
1: yourself. Now, I mean, it's traditional that judges decide who films in a in a courtroom and who doesn't, yeah. but. Into, you know, we're not talking about the day and age where somebody's sitting on you know some kind of boom behind a uh, you know an eight millimeter camera, cranking yeah. that thing yeah. and causing that big of a deal. Yeah, I can see how it camera on a tripod can be a little disconcerting.
0: Right. But no one had tripods today except for me.
1: You can't tell me that you couldn't set a camera up on like the rail or the bench or in your lap or hold it. And I mean, if I'm sitting where I'm sitting and I'm holding up a cell phone camera. We've seen
0: people do it in Keene District Court. We've seen multiple cameramen sitting in their chairs (laughs) and just filming the proceedings. It hasn't been a problem.
1: And and I, 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 I just... I guess there are some things in a courtroom that shouldn't be filmed, like maybe, uh, you know, undercover police officers or the jury's face or something like that. Although I don't see why when you can get the jury coming out of the courtroom anyway. The courthouse. Yeah. yeah I, I don't know why. I mean, why in the world would we not want jurors faces uh, you know, shown on TV? But I whatever. Agree. I just you know, what is going on in these places that they don't want video recording going on?
0: They're so afraid of any level of accountability. One of the challenges that activists had today was getting the names of these bureaucrats. Again, there was probably half a dozen court security agents and, and police that zeroed in on the activists today. They don't wear name tags? Many of them did not have name tags and refused to identify themselves when asked. Uh, so that was one of the, the big challenges, and it's one of those points. You know, James Cleveland was pointing out— I really
1: got to ask myself, as, a, as an American citizen, I would just think that you wouldn't have any obligation to even respond to a police officer that didn't have a name tag on. Excuse me, officer, are you not in uniform? Why do you not have your name tag on? You're not an officer of the law, if you're not accountable for what you're doing.
0: Apparently, it's good enough for them to tell you their badge number, Mark.
1: Is the badge number—they they just tell you a number?
0: Well, I don't know if they were even being that cooperative. Later on, they tried to give out a badge number. One of them tried to give out a badge number as though that was his name, which is what that—that's how they treated me and Palmer, one of the officers that was observing the activists. I caught him shooting video from down the street, and I You know, I up.
1: as a citizen shouldn't have to rely on some on, on my employees, and that's the idea behind mm-hmm. the government bureaucrats, to tell the truth. I, I mean, they're supposed to be given a badge as the symbol of the trust right. that the public has placed in them, and if they don't have enough decency to wear the thing that I don't have to I I don't feel I don't see any reason why anybody should have to obey anyone who doesn't have a badge on. Can you imagine that's what it's supposed to be, is it is supposed to be the thing that has the you know, the, the is imbued with the power of the people or something.
2: Well, and if you went into Dunkin' Donuts and you had a really bad experience right. with an employee who was not wearing a name tag and yep. refused to identify themselves, it would be as simple as calling the manager over and saying, this employee just called me a jerk and, uh, you know, I want to know what their name is because I want to write a complaint to corporate, whatever. Sure. But if you were to bring these videos to the police chief and say, look at all of these officers refusing to even give me their name, will you confirm that these are indeed officers for your police force? They probably wouldn't even talk
0: to you. He might say, Yeah, those are my officers, but they might run interference. Like in this case, you call the manager over, and the manager runs interference for his employees. Right. Well, That's what's going on here?
2: And the employee would get fired if they, you know, at first they would probably get a write-up. Right, there would be yep. a, a series of um, d- disciplines Here. that would result in eventual firing if you were that disrespectful to your customers and you refused to wear the part of the uniform.
0: But government's the reverse. Here, right. they're going to get an extra star for their uniform for doing a good job. Do it, good job. Buddy, you uh, kept those activists at bay from finding out your name.
1: Good job not giving them your name and uh, not allowing members of the public to uh, film at a public building while you're a public servant doing public, uh, you know, on the public's time getting paid public dollars.
0: That about sums it up. That about sums up the day, at least far as the filming aspect is concerned. And as I said, there's video footage. It's going to be posted. Be patient. Freekeen.com. I did post kind of a summary of the first half what we've already covered but i didn't have a chance to post the, the rest of it and i will later so let me go through the update on the case because i haven't even gotten to what happened really in the courtroom quite yet first off the aclu has decided to take the case oh they did excellent which so is great the, the, what do they call themselves in massachusetts? Clum, the civil liberties union of massachusetts i see So this is the same organization that, by the way, took the Glick case. So these were the guys. It wasn't Glick that did his own case. It was the ACLU that did his case.
1: So these bureaucrats are going to get creamed then. They've got real lawyers that are really going to show them what's up. Yeah. Yeah, and, exactly. and this is what they did. I mean, th- this is just how uh, mouth breathing, window licking, stupid these <laughs> bureaucrats are. That within six months of the Glick decision, which was not the Glick decision was not a decision that allowed um, individuals to film government bureaucrats, uh, you know, p- p- public officials on the public time doing the public business. Pretty sure it was. No, wait, wait, no, it wasn't. It was a decision that reaffirmed okay. a 10-year previous decision yes. that allowed, that made sure that they understood that. That's why they made the, the large cash ruling. Mm-hmm. And what are they going to do? What is the second? Is it the second or first? Freedom first, of speech? No, the district, the circuit court. Uh, I think it's the first circuit court. First, what okay. is the first circuit court now going to do with these bureaucrats in Palmer that have now violated the Glick decision within six months? Yeah. They're going to cream them. So
0: here's what happened. I go into court, and of course, court's packed. And of course, no court starts on time. We were supposed to be there at 9 a.m. I was there a few minutes before. I got into the courtroom, the courthouse a few minutes before 9, doors locked. People are lined up in the hallways, sitting in all the you know waiting benches to get in. Judge doesn't saunter in and unlock the door until about 930. So about a half an hour later, people just sitting out there waiting, waiting to find out what their fate is from being charged with, you know, a variety of non-crimes involving no victim, which is, again, how most arraignments go. Check it out for yourself. I mean, don't just take my word for it. Take a take a Monday morning off, if you can, and go into your local courthouse uh, and sit in and watch an arraignment. And, and count look at the docket before you go in there and, and go down the list and see how many of those people are actually there for a, a real crime with an actual complaining party an actual victim I bet you it won't be
1: more than ten percent yeah you're you're being really
0: rather conservative I am yeah so uh, so go in there they finally open the door up but before I go into the courtroom I go to the clerk's office does I want to make sure they'd receive my motions and notices and such and that the ACLU attorney was supposed to fax his appearance that morning. Like, it was real short notice on the ACLU coming on board. I got the notice on Sunday night. He was supposed to fax it, his appearance into the court. So I wanted to make sure that that fax had come in and, you know, make sure everything, all the paperwork was in order, so to speak. 855 453, the cycle CAI toll free line. We'll continue the story here in moments. You can bring up whatever you want.
1: Under the mistletoe this year, there's only one thing you should be slipping into your lover's mouth. Stateless Sweets, delicious, handmade, all-natural candy. The holidays are going to be full of empty calories this year, so make your calories count with the very best handcrafted confections. Chocolate-covered pistachio brittle, salted honey caramels, English toffee, and the best fudge you've ever tasted. You need this for your holiday parties. Go to statelesssweets.com and use coupon code FTL to save 10%. statelesssweets.com
0: Free Talk Live, toll-free number for you, 855-453. It's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Join us online over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that we share with you on the site. Uh, Once again, freetalklive.com with you tonight. It is Ian. And Julia. And Mark. And uh, those features do include a lot of different things. If you like the show and you like the fact that we give you our website for free, then please
1: uh, support the show through the Free Talk Live AMP program. Mark, how would you describe AMP? The AMP program is, uh, well, you know, it's a a little Mouseketeer club where you can uh, join up and uh, get some perks, including uh, the the AMP-only call-in line or the AMP-only podcast that's uh, commercial-free and, you know, a few other things that uh, we toss in. But really, it's about uh, people who like the ideas of Liberty and believe that Free Talk Live does a good job of bringing those ideas to the average individual listening to the radio. That's the AMP program. And, you know, go to amp.freetalklive.com and you can sign up. I recommend it.
0: Yeah, it makes a big difference for us. So thank you in advance. And thank you if you've already amped over at amp.freetalklive.com. So we're discussing what happened today in Palmer, Massachusetts. There's nowhere else you will hear this story uh, in this format. Although over at freekeen.com, you can get a text version of part of the story. I haven't had a chance to write up the rest of it uh, quite yet, because I, like I said, my day's been swamped. I got home from this, and then I had to put the finishing touches on the Derek J's Victimless Crime Spree DVD and get that out to the... The director's shipping, cut? To the sh- yeah, the director's cut, the special edition. Uh, get that out to the shipping shack to overnight it to the pressing uh, folks, which I'm told, by the way, that the delivery date or the street date is actually going to be earlier than I expected, because I've missed a couple deadlines on this. Like, hey, I've never produced a DVD before, and... W- we mess- We made some mistakes, and we had to correct them, and uh, I thought we were blown past deadlines, and that meant that it was going to be April before we saw this thing on DVD. It may end up being much sooner. I'm that's not going to awesome. announce a date yet because I don't have the firm date, but, but that's good news. So you know, I got home. I got all this Derek J. DVD stuff to do, then finally grabbed a quick nap before the show. Uh, so I will have the rest of the post done probably later on tonight at freekeen.com, but I will summarize the remainder of the ridiculousness today at uh, Palmer District Court as activists turned out to support me for what was just a pretrial hearing. I mean, normally pretrial hearings is just where they give you a plea, deal, a plea deal offer and then set another date, you know, for, for your next court appearance. Yeah. So usually these things are pretty uneventful, but I was grateful to have a a dozen activists from uh, Keene, New Hampshire and some places in Massachusetts come out to support me. That was awesome. There was huge conflict when uh, folks tried to come in with video cameras. Uh, The video from that's going to be up at freekeen.com. Then finally I went into the clerk's office as I was waiting for them to open the doors to the courtroom. And I wanted to make sure that the ACLU attorney had faxed in his appearance that morning. And that's what I was told was going to happen, was that the ACLU attorney was going to fax in his appearance. That way they would know what's going on, and then you know, they'd have the pretrial hearing. And, so what
1: does fax in their, your appearance? I mean, obviously he doesn't well, roll out of the if, fax machine, right? If
0: you're an attorney, you get the uh, access to the fax machine. But okay. if you're a regular person, you don't get to fax things into the court. You have to bring them down there personally or use the mail system. So he got up early this morning and faxed in his appearance. What does his appearance mean? Oh, I'm sorry. That's what you don't understand. Appearance is a legal term. So when somebody's uh, appearing in court, they are appearing on your behalf if they are not you. So I you see. can represent yourself, as it's called, re- or you can have someone else. Pre-
1: representing you. His representation of you.
0: Right. But it's called filing an appearance gotcha. when uh, when an attorney does that for you. So that's what he was doing. Supposedly, and that's why I went into the clerk's office. I wanted to make sure I, said, you know, I said, "Hey, you know, I'm Ian Freeman. I'm here. I've got this. Uh, I've got these motions I sent in. I wanted to make sure you'd receive them." The clerks seemed so uninterested, like they were just, you know, busily flitting about the office, uh, checking files and chit-chatting with one another and i'm just kind of talking to myself at the <laughs> at the front counter i know they were listening one of them looked at me and kind of responded here and there eventually one of them managed to come over and give me a little bit of her effort uh to spend a little bit of time with me to see exactly what it was i was doing and they asserted that they had not received any sort of uh, notice from the aclu and i was like well, okay well i guess i'll just go into the courtroom and." take it on my own here and we'll see what what happens i knew eventually they were going to get it i figured they already had it but they're just incompetent and you know whatever look
1: through the faxes or something
0: and so they open up the courtroom people file in there Uh, the courtrooms packed full of people all kinds of innocent folks who never harmed anybody else as usual and uh, they finally uh you know they're calling roll call and then at one point the prosecutor gets up and he you know look eyeballs me and uh, takes me into the back room for what obviously was going to be a plea deal offer. That's how they do these things. They yep. take you into a separate room and they make you the deal uh, that uh, you know you supposedly will take. And his offer was that they were going to drop the misdemeanor charge. So I'm facing two disorder. Was facing two disorderly conduct charges for recording video in a one public a place. misdemeanor
1: level. One a violation. One level. a town
0: ordinance. Yep. So the offer was we'll drop the misdemeanor charge, and if you plead guilty to uh, the other charge, and I said. Uh, no. I don't play, take plea deals, so I'm not going not gonna to do that. And I didn't do anything wrong on top of that. So I let him know that I was not going to, to move on that. He uh, said okay, and he left. And then maybe about ten minutes later, he eyeballed me again, and uh, we went into the back room again. And this is how it works, usually, everybody, when you don't take a plea deal. If you don't take the first deal deal gets better
1: generally the case
0: if they don't have a case typically this means that and a lot of times they don't have a case well, it's
1: not that they don't have a necessarily don't have a case it's that they don't want to i mean they don't want to present a case government bureaucrats they're lazy
0: that's also a factor but in a lot of times mark and a lot of them they don't have a case and they're bluffing and they can usually win by bluffing
1: i don't want to tell i don't want to speak to their side of it but i would generally say that any any negotiations you never take the first deal if you so. I mean, you know, unless unless you're talking about negotiating with a family member or a mm-hmm. friend where you want to keep good relations or something. But this is a government bureaucrat that's right. trying to send you in jail or send you to jail or, or empty your pockets. That's right. So and I'm not going to take stand the first for it. deal.
0: So he comes back to me and makes me another deal, another plea deal offer. This time he's got two of them that he's going to put on the table. The first one is actually a better variant than the one I'd originally offered them. Mm-hmm. Remember the first day I was arrested, uh, I offered them, you know, hey, look, I don't usually take a plea deal, but I hate Massachusetts. I really don't want to come back here. How about I pay 50 bucks to a local charity? We call this a day. That was my first offer, but I was willing to plead guilty to the town violation and, and then give them 50 bucks to a charity and make it a day, call it a day. The judge denied that offer, and so I said at that point, well, let's go ahead and go to trial. Now this prosecutor comes back, his second offer to me is that, how about this, we'll dismiss both charges, so no plea deal, we'll dismiss both charges if you agree to pay $50 to a local charity.
1: So that was uh, essentially, yeah, basically the last time you said you'd plead guilty as long as they, um, you sent it to a fifty dollars right. to a local so he charity.
0: came back when I said no to his first but plea deal offer. This is a different offer.
1: prosecutor that you had than you had made this offer to initially. Right? That's true.
0: Yep. But obviously he knew what my original offer Clearly. was. No, beer, no prosecutor is going to come to you in court and say, "How'd you like to give fifty dollars money to charity?" <laughs> no. That doesn't happen. Actually, so, uh,
1: sir, I'd like to counter that with, "How about you settle with me for two million dollars?" Right. <laughs> and that was basically my response. And then to you him. give fifty dollars to charity right out of your own pocket. Uh,
0: my response to him was basically, "Yeah, I might give money to th- the charity anyway. After all is said and done, but uh, we're going to go to trial on this because I was wronged. These police did the wrong thing. They arrested a cameraman you know, here be, in
1: Massachusetts. You, your cops, don't seem to be able to stop people with cam- yeah. stop uh, putting their hands on people with cameras. So I guess they're just going to have to be taught a lesson. And I guess it's going to have to be done on your watch, Mister Prosecutor."
0: But his that was I said that after he made the second offer, or the third rather. The third offer was. That instead of dismissing both charges and me paying $50 to the charity of my choice, that instead they would dismiss the misdemeanor version and we would go ahead and go to trial on the, uh, the lesser version. So I said, that's the one that I'll, I'll take. That's fine with me. You can go ahead and dismiss the misdemeanor charge. That means they go don't ahead, have enough evidence. Go ahead dismiss whatever you want. They, they believe they don't have enough evidence to uh, to get you on the misdemeanor charge. And they probably don't think they have enough evidence on the, the lesser one, but they're going to go for it anyway. Um, so that's what we uh, ended up agreeing They upon. might
1: as well, because if they drop both charges, they basically have just given up and given you a false arrest situation. But it turns out, Mark, that's what
0: they ended up doing anyway. Not dropping both charges. But the false arrest situation. So when I originally was arrested, I received a police report from the officer who arrested me, Officer Tensar, talking about how disruptive I was in the hallway and that I was disrupting the process of the tax sale from going on behind a closed door when I was not talking very loud at all, except after the guy put his hands on me to arrest me. That's when I raised my voice. But that was the suggestion that I was being disorderly in the hallway, and that's why he arrested me. And I, I received that police report at the time of arrest. Today, one of the motions I'd filed a month pre- prior was for discovery. And now, when you file for discovery in a case, that means that the court uh, attorney has to, the prosecutor has to give you all their evidence. Mm-hmm. So whatever it is you've got, you've got to give to me. It's discovery. So I was asking the judge, well, I filed these motions. When do you all have to act on them? Because it had been a month. And she pointed out that she doesn't really ever have to act on them. Uh, but the prosecutor did have discovery, and God. he delivered it to me in hand, as it's called. So he handed me the discovery. It was one sheet of paper. But it wasn't the report from Officer Tenzar. So what was it? Well, I didn't know. I didn't take the time to read it because I was you know, up in front of the judge. I didn't take the time to read it until I got home.
1: And this is where the real ridiculousness comes in. Yep,
0: that's right. 855-450. As if if it weren't ridiculous enough, it gets
1: worse. They just turned over some uh, important piece of evidence?
0: Uh, We'll find out here in moments. Hour number two is next. You take control of Free Talk Live.
1: Hi, this is Mark Edge, host of Free Talk Live. We've been witnessing a meltdown of the very economic engine that powers this country. With a printing press tethered to Washington politicians, bureaucrats, and central bankers, how can we put our trust in paper money? For years, I've been buying gold and silver from Midas Resources, and you should, too. Come see gold.freetalklive.com or call 877-357-9938 for a free book titled 10 Reasons to Own Gold. With Washington, D.C. delivering more debt and printed promises, common sense tells us the future of the trend is obvious. Everyone listening should visit gold.freetalklive.com or call 877-357-9938. I trust Midas resources for my gold, silver, platinum, and you can too. Again, I want you to have this book, and it's free. It's gold.freetalklive.com or 877-357-9938. 877-357-9938.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Toll free at 855-453. It's the SACL-CAI toll free line. Join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that you will find on our site. Uh, Once again, freetalklive.com with you in studio. It's Ian. I'm Julia. And Mark. Getting into the details of what happened this morning in Palmer, Massachusetts, as about a dozen Liberty activists from the region... Uh, about eight of them coming from the Keene area and the rest of them coming from different parts of Massachusetts to support me, thankfully, uh, for this pretrial hearing, which honestly, you know, I didn't really expect too many people to come out for. I was really pleased with the amount of folks that came down for this. Uh, It didn't, you know, I I was like, well, it's just another pretrial hearing. It's just going to be a plea deal offer. I'll refuse the plea deal offer. We'll schedule a trial date and that'll be it. But what I didn't predict was how rabid the security force would be uh, toward the people who tried to walk in
1: the front door with video cameras. Now, I've been to court. You know, they flipped out. Not as many as, not as often as you have, but I've got to say, I don't want the activists coming and doing the, um, you know, the the, <laughs> the flea circus uh, that, that follows uh, with all, a lot of these situations. By I've flea been.
0: circus, you mean standing up for their rights? Well,
1: whatever, whatever the situation might be. I don't look speaking I, out against tyranny. I'm in there in a situation where. Bad things can happen to me. And what I don't need is the government bureaucrats that much more upset. Sure, I get it.
0: I get it, man. And, uh, and you know, any activist that doesn't request assistance in court, I'm not going to show up for him.
1: You're going to ask for help, and no one, right? And I generally don't. And generally, no one shows up. Sometimes somebody will show up to, uh, you know, record it, which I do appreciate if somebody comes. But you've and, asked for that, and, yeah. Right? Somebody will come and, and document what has occurred, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, I, I don't need the, the you know all the antics that that go with it. But what what is it that you like about that?
0: I just love having ballsy activists on my side. I mean, I it it feels good to watch other people do similar things as I would have done. I obviously didn't have the ability to do as much as far as, you know, bringing a camera in openly recording. Yeah, you had to get in the courthouse. Because I had to get into the courthouse. So for a lot of what transpired, I just kind of had to observe and, you know, offer some choice comments and maybe ask a few questions here and there. Uh, but you know, I was grateful to see people would have been doing the same thing that I feel like I would have done had I been in their position, which is record what they were doing and not, you know, back down immediately when told to to stop and speak out against the uh, the little tyrants that rule these uh, these courthouses. They they're so brave, and I am so honored to be a part of uh, such a movement of amazing people. I mean, we can get more people together like this. It's no, you know, there's no doubt in my mind that we can have a real effect. I mean, the people that were in that courthouse that day were seeing something very unusual happen. There were several people standing around and just kind of staring at what was I'll going on. i bet they on. were. And, you know, inevitably there's the nasty comments. As I was walking down the hall, somebody was talking to another person. Uh, they may not have known I was with the activists at that point. And so I'm walking by and one woman says, get a job. And you'll yeah.
1: hear that every now but and then. Now, this person... Is there at the behest of the the courts or whatever? She was there with someone who was at the behest of the courts.
0: So anyway, I go into – so I was talking about how they offered me a plea deal. I refused it. They then offered me a better plea deal, which I also refused and said we're going to go to trial. They basically said they would
1: dismiss the charges.
0: Yeah, yeah. And they handed me a discovery. Which I'd requested. Right. Always a good idea. If you're going to trial, you, uh, they'll tell you this with
1: uh, jurisdictionary. And you've been te- de- teasing this discovery for some time, that there was yeah. something amazing, ridiculous, I think is how you described it on your uh, blog or whatever. Right.
0: I was originally arrested for walking into the courthouse, or excuse me, the town hall in Palmer, Massachusetts, operating a video camera. The original complaint against me was accompanied with a police report by the officer who arrested me stating that I was being disorderly by making too much noise in the hallway. I was raising my voice, allegedly, which not true. I didn't raise my voice until after he put his hands on me. Uh, but uh, that I was raising my voice and distracting the people that were trying to register for the bidding on the tax sale that was going on in town hall. That was the claim. Distraction. That's the yeah, problem. Disorderly conduct. That was the claim. What I was handed had nothing to do with that. Nothing at all. So, what they ended up doing here was a what you might call a bait and switch. Okay. And they had completely disregarded the arrest. They had completely disregarded the circumstances that surrounded the arrest. Instead, the new report that I was handed as discovery was one sheet of paper. Most discovery, in most cases, usually get more than one sheet of paper.
1: And it's not even a but, very... No, that's not it. Mark. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's...
0: It's uh, three paragraphs, basically, from a completely different Almost officer. Almost a half sheet. Yep, a completely different officer, unsigned. By the way, I don't know what you know the significance of that is, but it has a place for his signature. His signature doesn't appear there. Just didn't do it. So allegedly, it's by Officer Ford, and Officer Ford is talking about my behavior at the open house. What a officer year ahead of time? No, 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 okay. no, no. That that day, okay. before we went to the tax sale, we were at the open house, and it was at the open house that I was standing out in front of the open house, asking people as they were, or what you know, as people were walking up to check out this property the city was going to tax sale. I would say things like, um, you know, you're bidding on stolen property, right? Or like, good morning. Just want to let you know, you're bidding on stolen property today. Some sort of statement like that. Mm -hmm. I made that statement to everybody that walked up. And in the meantime, when people weren't walking up, the bureaucrats were just kind of hanging out out front. The city attorney and uh, you know the, the auction group people were there, and I was asking them questions. You know, tough questions. Uh, questions that kind of struck at the root of what was going on about how they were stealing a house from, uh, from an individual. And this was all you know, caught on video. I put, it, put together a 15-minute long video kind of showing you highlights from uh, what, you know, what transpired. And Officer Ford was one of the two officers that was standing guard in front of uh, the house. So you weren't day.
1: allowed to in the house, but everybody else was, basically? Correct. You had
0: to be a registered bidder uh, with you a know, $5,000 check in okay. order to walk in and check out the house. Maybe you
1: should have had a $5,000 check so you could have been a registered bidder.
0: Nope. I wasn't interested in bidding on stolen property. And you don't have to bid. You just have to have the check. What good would it have done for me to go inside this house? I, I was know. able to contact everyone who walked into that front door by standing out on the sidewalk. I don't know. This was also the place where they had the free speech zone, where they had taken <laughs> several cones, wow. traffic cones- and they had placed this this front yard here is very, very small. It's like maybe six feet from the sidewalk to the front of the house. Not a very large not front, much. front yard. Yeah. So they had cordoned off one of the sides of the front yard. It was a duplex, so on one side of the duplex they had taken this little teeny, you know, six foot by four foot square I don't know, maybe a little bit larger than that, but a very small area. They'd put traffic cones around it, and it indicated that that was the protest zone. If you were here to protest, you could go there. Go of course, protest here. Of course, when they said that, I laughed at them.
2: <laughs> it is funny.
0: <laughs> and uh, proceeded to stay right where I've I was. I've never heard
2: of one of the, these being sectioned off with cones before. Yep. I've heard of them realizing that you were there to uh, protest and then making the decision, okay, please go over there. That's the area where you are. But to be prepared and have it sectioned off is kind of amusing to
1: It is amusing. Officer Ford's
0: report, I'm going to give you an excerpt here. It's not very long, but I'll give you an excerpt. While working the detail, I was approached by an individual who was later identified as Ian Freeman. Mr. Freeman was walking around the Main Street area, approaching people and questioning them. He was making subjective comments, claiming the property was stolen. He was following the town's legal representation with a video camera, yelling at him about stealing property and trying to intimidate the attorney. As the attorney would walk away, he would be followed by Mr. Freeman and harassed to the point that he could not make a simple telephone call. Mr. Freeman was also acting in a disruptive manner toward the potential buyers as they approached the property for inspection. It appeared Mr. Freeman was attempting to cause a disturbance by instigating a verbal exchange. Everyone who arrived, including representatives of the town, ignored Mr. Freeman to the best of their ability. That includes Officer Ford, by the way. He was also trying to ignore me. He did not say anything to the effect of, You better cut it out or I'm going to arrest you for disorderly conduct. Could you please stop doing that? Nothing. You know what? You know what, sir? That's disorderly conduct. You need to stop that right now. Nope, that never happened. I had no indication that uh, this well, was considered disorderly but do you understand what they've done here they've removed the whole arrest ian at dis, you know dis, uh, at the, uh, You've the town video, hall You got video though. Right. They, well I've got a video of myself being arrested right. They've removed the report of that. They they are no longer associating the charges with that action. I think what they're suggesting is that he was being disorderly out in front of the house at the open house. We decided to arrest him later on, an hour later, at uh, the town hall when he continued being disorderly. But we didn't mention anything about that arrest in our arrest report, which covers what the hell? I mean, it's just... They're
1: going to have a heck of a time proving this in court.
0: Yeah, I, t- I sent this information to the ACLU, and this guy, the ACLU attorney, was—he <laughs> thinks this is ridiculous. Well, he's
1: delighted because this will be yeah. a good-sized settlement for the ACLU. And, and I hope so. Yeah, cl- Clum. So. Yeah, the Civil Liberties uh, Union of Massachusetts.
0: So eight five five four fifty free. But was I yelling? Was I being disruptive? Uh, was I doing the things that Officer Ford suggested I was doing? This is Free Talk Live. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Toll free at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features on our website. They include the archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, just click and download. They are yours for free. You can get as many shows as you want. They go back for years at freetalklive.com. Enjoy them. And also you can find them on our SoundCloud page, plus the Edgington Post episodes Uh, Those are also available through our SoundCloud page. That's the interview show, Mark, that you do on a pretty much weekly basis.
1: Indeed. Uh, You can go to. Sometimes more than uh, weekly, but it's been kind of light this uh, holiday season.
0: Go to freetalklive.com and you can uh, click over on the left hand side of the page under listen and share to reach our SoundCloud page. At that point. Click on the share button for any one of those episodes that you'd like, and it'll make it easy for you to share it on your Facebook profile or Twitter or wherever you like to spend time online. Once again, go to freetalklive.com, grab some archives
1: free. StatelessSweets.com. It is the place to go to get delicious handmade confections for your holiday parties or just your holiday enjoyment yourself. Uh, December the 15th is the final day that you can order from Stateless Suites at statelesssweets.com. By the way, they're getting a bunch of uh, FTL coupon codes. If you use coupon code FTL, you can save 10%. And it helps them because they know which advertising is working and which advertising isn't working. And make your holiday uh, season calorie counts uh, calories count. I mean, you're going to have a lot of calories this holiday season. Just have the good ones. You know, I don't like eating store-bought cake, Ian, mm-hmm. because... It's gross.
2: Well, it, it's not good. It's okay. It's not, yeah.
1: It's okay, but why would I eat it and have those extra calories when it's just okay? I'd much rather have a homemade cake and have the same amount of calories or maybe even more of them and enjoy it. It is delicious. Stateless Sweets will ruin you for real Can't for like store bought candy. It's statelessweets.com. I cannot recommend it enough, whether it's the chocolate covered pistachio brittle, the salted honey caramels, the English toffee. The best fudge you've ever tasted, statelesssweets.com. Coupon code FTL.
0: We're going through what happened this morning at Palmer District Court. As I was offered a couple of different plea deals, I decided to not take either one of them. And, of course, after I refused the first one, the second one got immediately better. And I still refused it. We're going to trial on disorderly You know, they must combat. really
1: think that, that people are suckers, the way that they just pay, play with people's lives. Mm. I mean, if this well, it is, works, doesn't it? Unfortunately, it works. it's very sad. But this is the problem with plea bargains. Plea bargains only benefit two people, two people that should not be benefited. Guilty people and government employees that were paying to do a good job. Why would this prosecutor offer you two different plea deals? Other than he doesn't want it. But but, I mean, you know, there's a right punishment for you if you've done something wrong or evil or bad or immoral or whatever the the idea is, is there's a right punishment for you. We should try to get, get you that punishment. And anything less than that punishment should be unacceptable. Anything more than that punishment is immoral. So maybe he
0: has no case or maybe he just doesn't want to deal with it or maybe it's a combination of both. In the case of the – they dropped, by the way, the misdemeanor charge this morning. There was no way for them to not drop that charge. They dropped it. Uh, So my choice was was either take a deal where I uh, pled guilty to the lower charge and paid a $50 fine to a local charity – or to go ahead and let them, or excuse me, no, that that was the first deal. Then they came back with a better deal offering me to just pay 50 bucks to a local charity. Mm-hmm. And then they, uh, they would drop both charges. So I refused that as well. And let me see, I was going to pull up the actual text of the alleged disorderly conduct statute that I supposedly violated. I know I have it here somewhere. Ah, yes, here it is. No person shall behave himself in a rude and disorderly manner or use any indecent or profane language in any street, lane, alley, or other public place in the town. And that is punishable by up to a $300 fine. Now, that's a pretty generic statute, right? Like, maybe they've got me on this. What does rude mean? Right, so the judge decides I've been rude, then I'm guilty of disorderly conduct, apparently, which is pretty outrageous. But So we'll end up seeing how the ACLU By attorney... who you
1: didn't cuss at anybody, right?
0: Nope. We'll end up seeing how the ACLU attorney uh, decides to handle this. But what the, uh, the person who was the police officer on the scene had to say was that I had been following the town's legal representation, their attorney, with a video camera and yelling at him about stealing property and trying to intimidate the attorney. Now, you guys, uh, you know, you're not on the radio here. You can see me. Do I appear to be intimidating? Well, no. Okay. I don't have a physical level of intimidation, no. but I suppose I could have, you know, made some kind of threat like, I'm going to kill your mother <laughs> or something like that. Uh, or, you know, kill your dog. I didn't do anything like that. And, you did know, you raise all... your voice loudly? No, not at all. And in fact, uh, I've got the video here from Palmer. If, you know, don't take my word for it. What did I actually do? you know it 's all on video, but of course somebody 's inevitably going to say, "Oh yeah, sure, Freeman, you just edited out the parts where you were cursing and uh, and yelling
1: well you don 't we don 't look that 's not done here because the fact is it 's not uh, it 's not motivating it 's not convincing if there 's a video put out of activists that are cussing and and you know carrying on and yelling and screaming." That only makes people, I mean, the activists want the video. That only makes people want to be on the side of the law enforcement. Well, they and feel those
2: videos are up. So they exist. There are videos of activists acting or getting angry and acting happened, out. Yeah, right. And so and those videos are posted. So it's not like that's hidden.
0: That's true, and a lot of stuff is posted raw these days over the Freeman TV Raw channel. But anyway, let's get to some of the audio here from what actually happened at the Palmer tax sale. 25th, 2012. Palmer, Massachusetts. Protesters and bureaucrats gather for an open house of tax refuser Jay Noon's property. Jay heroically refused to pay the aggressors, and now they're preparing to tax sale his home to the highest bidder. Jay Noon has arrived. Hello. Good morning. See, see we've got public trustees here. Yeah, we were just uh, trying to talk to him. They're uh, giving us the silent treatment. Uh, you want to go talk to him? Sure. All right. Peter
3: Brown has found lawyers here, and he's a public trustee
0: also. Which one? The the guy in the suit. The guy in a suit. Yeah. Peter Brown.
3: Uh, Peter A. Brown doesn't have an oath to practice law. Yeah, okay, he's hired by the city attorney. Hey, cool. hey this is uh, Officer Sean oh, Ford. Oh, they talk to you. That's nice. Yeah, So that's
0: the officer who wrote the report about me that uh, Jay was just introducing me to. And he's friendly with the officer. Officer shakes his hand, uh, says hello to him, good morning, talks to him. And that was why my comment was, oh, he talks to you because I'd previously already tried to ask them some questions and they were not responsive at all.
3: Chat all the time. He's a pretty all right guy. The other guy I talked to a little bit here and there, too, he's all right, too, from my experiences so far.
0: No. No. I don't. I don't think it's all right what you all are doing today.
1: Yeah. There you go. That's yelling, right?
0: So yeah. Peter's the town attorney. Well, who are these other folks? These the Zico's group guys, you think? Hey. No, the Zico's group is the auctioneering group. This is the company, the the municipal auction company that is hired by the town to sell the stolen properties that uh, that they have. And so obviously they're going to have a representative or two on hand to show this. We're well, out in front of the open house. Let's explain house this, here.
1: the stealing, uh, the stolen property statement. Yeah. Um, stealing is taking something that you haven't earned through either force or fraud. And I want to know how ta- you know property taxes, taking a house for unpaid property taxes, is anything but that. You would have to have owned it in the first place, and I'd have to be your renter. And that's not the way these that relationship is purported. There's more coming
0: up here. 855-450-FREE.
1: Let me know when uh, you hear
0: me yell in this video. Okay. We're coming up. It's Free Talk Live.
1: Are you a fan of fear, liberty, and good conversation? Do you support freedom, peace, and voluntary interaction? Are you looking to meet others who think like you? Don't wait for your move to the Free State Project to get started when you can do something about it today. This is Amanda Mill, encouraging you to set up a Liberty on the Rocks network near you to begin connecting and informing libertarian thinkers over drinks. Visit www.LibertyOnTheRocks.org.
0: is free talk live take control of the airwaves bring up anything you want you're welcome to tell your court stories ridiculous as they might be as this one certainly is and it doesn't get much more absurd than what happened this morning in palmer town of uh, the palmer uh, district court although we did drop by palmer massachusetts town offices today as well afterwards because i wanted to see if they still had the no uh videotaping sign or the no cameras sign up in the window mm-hmm. guess what it was still there nope Nope, gone. It was gone. Jay Noon said they actually removed it the day after. Hmm. They put it up the morning of, the morning I was arrested, and they took it down the next day. Did you get video of it? I got video of it not being there, and I got video of it being there the day I was there. So That's what I want to know. Yeah, exactly. We'll continue the story
1: here in moments. Have you ever wanted to take a complaint to trial, but you didn't want to spend the money on an attorney? Well... How to, you're Not not everybody's going to get as lucky as Ian to have the ACLU want to pick up your case. But HowToWinInCourt.com is your solution. It's a course for people who don't have attorneys. It teaches you how to use the court's rules.
0: It's good even if you have uh, an attorney, in my opinion. I yep. mean, I'm, I'm a better client because I know what's going on.
1: Indeed. Um, and to it, some extent. It, unless you know what those rules are, you're fighting in the dark. It works for plaintiffs or defendants in civil or criminal matters in state or federal courts. It's the new and improved jurisdictionary course, HowToWinInCourt.com. It's written so that the average eighth grader could learn it over the weekend. Their brand new website has all kinds of free tools. Go there, use the free tools, and buy the course. It costs less than an hour with any good attorney. It's HowToWinInCourt.com. And uh, when you go there, use coupon, and you're checking out, use coupon code FTL. It gives you an honorary degree of uh, Juris Doctor doctor once you uh, finish the course. HowToWinInCourt.com.
0: So had I been the typical journalist and showed up at the scene of this tax sale, in this case uh, before just before the tax sale happening in Palmer, Massachusetts, I was at the, what they call the open house or the showing for the house that they were about to sell. Uh, I, if I had been a regular television journalist, I would have shown up and uh, would have asked for someone to provide me with an interview. I would have you know, showed my press credentials and uh, dutifully done a very bootlicking uh, kind of interview where I would ask no tough questions whatsoever. And that's if I'd even showed up in there, there in the first place to cover a tax sale. How often does that happen in mainstream media? Not at all. So, really, I'm being punished for the same thing I was being punished for here in Keene, New Hampshire. I'm facing trespass charges in Keene, New Hampshire for going to the courthouse after having been banned for life from that courthouse. Banned because for life. Because I did something similar. Because I asked bureaucrats questions. And I asked them questions on camera in a public space. It's the same thing. They didn't charge me with the same crime. In New Hampshire, I was charged with trespass. In Massachusetts, I was charged with disorderly conduct. But it's the same thing I'm being punished for, as you'll hear in this video. I'm asking the bureaucrats questions in a calm voice. Their, ye- their allegation is I was yelling mm-hmm. and I was intimidating, attempting to intimidate the, uh, the town attorney. And we'll get to the scene with the town attorney in a moment here. But I'm playing back the video, and I, by the way, linked to this over on our Twitter and Facebook. So if you haven't actually seen the footage yet, you should go and do that. It's, it's 15 minutes, but I feel like it's a, it's a video that, that keeps your interest uh, throughout the whole thing. And the, the bulk of it, about 10 minutes of it, is the, uh, the actual pre-sale portion where we're just outside of the front of the house talking to people outside the home. There are a couple cops standing out front, and some of the agents from the auction group are there as well as the town attorney.
3: I can only imagine. Man
0: with the dark glasses. What's your name there, buddy? Yeah,
3: I did. Hmm? Probably the auctioneer and then
0: usually the auctioneer. It's a different auctioneer. The auctioneer was a different guy last time I was. So So there's this guy that just kind of silently stands out there. He wears dark glasses. He's got a jacket on and he just kind of silently stands there and opens the door for people going in and out. Seems to be security. But uh, we'll continue here. Undercover cop, perhaps. I they're going to use the same guy. Why would huh? they need an undercover one when they have... They wanted us to designate that as your protest area. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> this yeah, this That's is the... Right. Free speech zone. So you'll be suing this the hours. town... the 8-foot by 9-foot free speech zone out in front of the, uh, the house. You actually have to see what that looks like and how ridiculous it is. A Palmer and whoever buys the house? Uh,
3: yeah, the whoever buys the house will be included in the lawsuit. Um, probably whoever buys the house is going to end up suing the town of Palmer also because, you know, this, this, this uh, land patent... Right here, uh, that was done on June 19th, has got the uh, the deed totally clouded.
0: Now, wouldn't you want to know that if you were a buyer? Wouldn't you want to know that the previous owner is going to sue you? (laughs) Yes. That would be useful information. So I felt like I was doing these people a favor, telling them, one... You're uh, bidding on stolen property as they walked up to check out this house. Maybe they don't realize that about tax sales. Maybe they just think it's magic how the government gets their hands on all these properties. Or maybe they thought it was you know, some dead grandma who didn't have any, uh, or I guess you wouldn't have been a grandma, well, but I some think, dead old lady who didn't have a family left.
2: I think a lot of people do think
1: that. They could? I, 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 <laughs> yeah, I don't think they really think about it much.
0: So that was my purpose. I wanted them to think about what they were doing. And then when Jay told me that, I also let many of them know that uh, you know, they might be sued. Uh, by the previous owner of the house that 's a that 's a public service as far as i 'm concerned continue
3: now real estate is something that does exist and but real estate 's property of corporations hmm. such okay. as mcdonald 's Walmart yeah. they own real estate gotcha. and actual real estate's actually taxable uh, th- there is no law to tax private property
0: Sam where are you from Pawtucket Rhode Island oh, Rhode Island okay, hmm. so you 've come up a little ways i 'm from Keene, New Hampshire. Yep. And uh, what brings you out here today? Well, I just came down here to support uh, uh, Jason. Do you know him? I know. Uh, no, I've had a few conversations with him, but I mean, I, I just think that it's wrong what's what's happening here. How do you feel about these uh, police officers here taking the oh, side of the town? I think they're a little bit overdressed. Officers are standing there with uh, those zip ties, those humongous white zip ties that you may have seen them deploy on mm-hmm. uh, protesting crowds of protesters, for instance. Who knows what they were expecting as far as uh, turnout that morning. But I imagine they don't know either. Clearly, they were prepared for some level of rowdiness and uh, whatever. Of course, they, did end, they ended up doing nothing besides standing in one position the entire hour that the, uh, the open house was going on and just standing silently. You know, There was no rowdy protest. There was no rowdy anything whatsoever. Anyway, we continue here. And actually, Officer Ford, the guy that wrote the report against me, smiled at that comment about how they were overdressed. He thought that was funny. (laughs) Thanks, man. I appreciate it, Sam. No
1: worries. (laughs) Outta there! Officer Ford didn't think you acted in a uh, dis- too disruptive of a manner there because he would have done something about it. Most if of the not,
0: time a cop will threaten you if he thinks you're performing disorderly conduct. They if, will
1: inform you. And if he wouldn't have done it then he's op- that he's abdicating his responsibility as mm-hmm. a police officer, I guess. You know, I don't know, but um Yeah,
0: you shouldn't get to decide Weeks later that someone had engaged in disorderly conduct and then charged them weeks later. You should be able to make that decision in that moment. If it's disorderly conduct, you should be able to tell because you've supposedly been trained on what disorderly conduct is. Right. And you should make the threat to tell the person, hey, that's disorderly conduct. You need to stop. And then if they don't, that's when you're supposed to arrest somebody for it.
1: But he didn't do that. He and, just stayed silent. You know, All he's doing is, is he was told by some superior to write this stuff that's right. up. You know, hey – Toss in a little something, too. We're going to get sued.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so at this point, I noticed, you know, I pretty much made my appearance there in front of the house. And I was, you know, checking out the street. And I noticed there was a police car down the street parked in front of the fire department and you mentioned jay noon was a uh, volunteer firefighter this is the guy jay noon's the guy whose house was being taken and, and tax sold and so i i mosey on down the street with my video camera yeah, if he's
1: hanging out there he needs a little talking too sure i yeah,
0: figured see you know hey who's this guy what's he doing down there why is he uh, looking over here and
1: sure enough he's got himself
0: a recording device of his own so this is hey you, you got want. your own video camera is that what model's you know? that Looks kind of old school. What you got there? Well, at that point, I was a little ways away from the car, so I was projecting, and no <laughs> yeah. one else was around. By if the way, if this
1: is yelling, then yeah. uh, they're gonna have a heck. I mean, <laughs> mocking, perhaps. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, mocking.
0: I was definitely mocking him. He has this old, like, high eight video camera. Looks like it got checked out of the library back in nineteen ninety eight. <laughs> anyway, you get a nice close up. You get my good side. What's your name? Hello. <laughs> Member of the media, ask any questions. He's just got his stone face on. Don't talk to the media. Don't talk to members of the public to pay your salary. What's your name? Not very friendly. Hey guys, what's your uh, buddy? <laughs> Officer friendly. That went on longer, by the way. I mean, this has been cut down for uh, for the video. I can't
1: call that. It just sits there. Rude. I mean, it's it's ov- overtly nice. I mean, yeah. like, way overt, but. Not rude, not disorderly.
0: 855 free the SACL CAI toll-free line. More coming up. You take control. Free Talk Live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio, podcast, satellite, webcam, and our live streams. But did you know you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere? Add this number to your phone, 213-493-0308. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want. 855-450-FREE. It's the Sekel CAI toll-free line. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those again. freetalklive.com. Hey, if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us. Go to shop.freetalklive.com. You'll find links to Amazon, some other online retailers there. And then when you buy stuff through those links, Free Talk Live gets a cut of the sales. That's simple. It's the same great Amazon prices, service, selection that you're used to. You're just entering through our affiliate link. And there's Amazon links for U.S., U.K., and Canada. So click onto the right one for you and get your shopping taken care of at shop.freetalklive.com. That's shop.freetalklive.com. Great way to help the show and get the stuff you're looking for Delivered to your door. Shop.freetalklive.com Playing the audio for you from the Palmer tax sale video that I uploaded. It's been about a month and a half at this point since I was arrested for so-called disorderly conduct charges for recording video in town hall. But now, all of a sudden, the prosecution has completely changed their case. No longer is my charge in relation to the actual arrest in town hall they're saying i was now being disorderly uh, disorderly in front of the tax sales open house See, I was trying to go to Town Hall to attend a tax sale, never made it into the tax sale because I got arrested before I could go into the mm-hmm. tax sale because I had a video camera in operation. So that was the real reason they arrested me, but now they've changed their reason for charging well, me because with Because
1: the real reason will get them sued, uh, get their pants sued off.
0: Right, but this is also not going to help them either. They really are in a desperate situation here where they're just trying to get some kind of conviction so they cannot be seen as making a false arrest. Unfortunately, now by changing the circumstances of the arrest and but- the charge, they're totally blowing their own case. The in my problem opinion.
1: is, however, that this is probably only going to be one on appeal because it's the judge who truly screwed this up. Yeah, uh, the judge had the opportunity. The prosecutor gave the judge the opportunity what a month ago mm-hmm. uh, to give to let you off with a fifty dollar donation to a local charity, and the judge said no. He must pay. Well,
0: I gave her that opportunity. <laughs> that was my counter But
1: the, but the prosecutor said that. Well, let's see what the judge says. Right. 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 Okay. So the prosecutor gave the the opportunity to the you, the defense and the prosecution gave the judge the opportunity to let you go with a, uh, you know, with with a not a fine, but a donation to a local charity. And the judge said, no, that was not acceptable. So apparently the judge feels that you needed to be punished further than that. However, the uh, the plea bargain today, which the prosecution was offering. Was, was to even drop lower both. than that, yeah. so I don't know. I mean, they're, they're, these people are just screwed, and
0: they, you know they're not used to doing this trial thing, Mark. I mean, they're used to they taking plea deals there. all day.
1: Look, if she didn't know what the Glick decision was and didn't understand this, uh, the implications of this, she doesn't belong on the bench.
0: Well, she's doing her job normally, which is to take plea deals from people. I mean, that's all that happened this morning before I got called up to the, the front of the courtroom uh, was plea that's deal after plea deal do, after right? plea deal. Okay,
1: guilty. You yep. know.
0: <laughs> she goes through a prearranged set of questions that she asks every person that comes in front of her. How old are you? What's lo- How long have you been in school? Or whatever. She asked what their, their longest or what their end of their schooling was. So this is one of her standard questions. Still not sure why she asks these questions, but she does. Anyway, back to the video here, the audio from the video, Palmer Tax Sale. What,
1: if what happens if you just don't answer? Have you been sworn in at that point? What if you just answer no. whatever?
0: The allegations are I'm a
1: theoretical that physicist from MIT.
0: The allegations are that I am uh, being—I'm yelling— uh in this video that i'm yelling at the town attorney specifically i haven't heard and attempting to intimidate him uh so here we go i have just actually uh, walked away from the police officer who's parked down the street running a video recorder uh from you know hundreds of a few hundred feet away and i've now returned to inquire about him since he would not give me his name he wouldn't even talk to me Name in the car one conducting surveillance today so i ask his buddies what his name is and they give me the silent treatment Morning. Check this place out. At this point. Here, look at the stolen property. Yep. Yep. You know tax sale? This guy is the next door neighbor, apparently, to Jay Noon, who is now coming to look at Jay Noon's house to potentially purchase it at a tax sale for a very, very cheap price. And when I remind Mm -hmm. him that this is a stolen house, he agrees. So he's well aware of what he's doing.
1: But this guy, you know, it's it's kind of Jay's uh, uh, antagonist uh, to some extent, right? Apparently so. Yeah. Is he bought the, He was the one who won the house? He did win, from what I understand.
0: It was a theft, right, sir? Yep. you be buying stolen property if you good place a in. bid on this place. Palmer, um, Police report oh, Good morning. I I'm recording you as well. Voice. Um, calling to No, he was saying I was yelling at the, uh, the attorney specifically in his complaint. Have you seen the attorney? Uh, we've seen the attorney. I've said something about him, but there's a scene coming up where they allege that I am asking him questions to the point where he can't make a simple cell phone call and that's the scene where i'm supposedly intimidating and yelling at him but now i'm calling the police department to ask them why it is that their officers is today to uh, talk himself. to somebody about and one of your officers who is uh, refusing to identify himself are your officers required to identify themselves when asked hold on please sir. thank you <laughs> can you please identify the officer in car number 10 please i told you before my name's ian freeman I'm here on Main Street, and I have an officer who's being very rude. He is pointing video cameras at people and refusing to identify himself. Can you please tell me who this officer is? Now, this is a typical tactic, by the way, of uh, police bureaucrats, is to attempt to turn turn a phone call around against you. I've called to ask a bit of public information, or what I think, and maybe you agree with me, should be public information. Who is the officer driving car number 10? This is public information. It yep, should be public. I, I which officers are on yep. duty at any given time and who's in what car? So I'm just calling to ask a simple question. But she wants to ask me 20 questions before answering any one of mine. What's your last name, she asks me. Well, Did I she just her?
2: say, what? where are you calling from? That's right.
0: Where, where are you calling from? Uh, you what's your phone her? number? Look, I'll answer questions,
1: but you have to answer one of mine every time I answer well, one
0: of yours.
2: Didn't you just say where you were? I'm on Main Street. Right. Obviously, no, you're she, calling from a cell phone. The question
0: was, uh, what's your phone number? Which, as I point out here, is a ridiculous question for her to ask. Uh, you have my number, dispatcher. and you know that. So I have your I, I'm i not here for... What kind of dispatcher doesn't have the phone number of someone... Now, I didn't call 911, but they take this. it's the same woman who takes the calls. So <laughs> what kind of dispatcher doesn't have a readout in front of them in the year 2012 with someone's phone number on it. It does seem ridiculous. Let me tell you something. If you dial 911 right now and, and hang, hang up the out? phone, you'll get a call back. Yes. So she's lying to me, I have a feeling. Anyway, we continue. I don't interrogation. know
2: 911 and the police dispatchers are the same, though. Yep. Are you positive about uh, at that? At least
0: here in
1: Keene, New Hampshire, they are.
2: Well, I, when I lived in Florida, I actually knew someone who was a 911 dispatcher, and mm-hmm. it was not the same there.
1: Well, I don't understand why she needs but your I would telephone still
2: <clears throat> I would still say a she doesn't need your telephone number and B, it seems unlikely that she wouldn't have a
1: similar thing right like what what would be the reason that you wouldn't give this information out? you me meaning the dispatcher right uh, you know, you don't deserve to know because you're not a taxpaying uh, resident of mm, Palmer maybe you don't deserve to know because you're not a United States citizen. I might have bought gas in Palmer that day. I could have been a taxpayer. Oh, it's just
0: ridiculous. It is ridiculous, but as I say, it's a common tactic. Expect them to try this on you if you ever call to ask a simple, basic question about your local police department. Just to turn it into an interrogation about you and who you are and gathering information about you. Who who would dare call and ask us a, a question? No one ever calls and asks us basic questions about our department. Yeah, they don't want to answer those. Yep. I'm trying to find out the name of one of your officers. Can you please give me that information?
2: Uh, can I get
0: Okay, I need to know the name of officer, the officer in car number 10, please. Hold a moment.
3: Why would somebody be afraid to give out their name who, who who holds a position of public trust, who is a public servant? Good question. You know, Article 5 of the Mass Constitution says all officers, whether they are executive, legislative, or judicial, are accountable to the people at all times.
0: That's <laughs> one. Okay, what's his name? Uh, more proof that the Constitution doesn't matter what the hell it says they just do whatever it is that they want to do and they usually get away with it unless you happen to get you know an attorney interested in the case or the ACLU as uh, has thankfully happened in this case maybe we will actually get some accountability here badge 1 his name is badge 1 oh, that's, identification. that's that's pretty ridiculous don't you think um, i don't know
3: i, um, I don't know what...
0: yeah <laughs> his name is badge 1 <laughs> So your officers aren't obligated to identify themselves when asked? Yes, are by badge number or by name, sir. This man is not identifying himself? We asked him again at very Okay, excuse me, what's your name, sir? Badge number one. Oh, now he's saying badge number one. Okay. He's playing games with me, apparently.
1: That's, that's, all, that's all he's required to do.
0: So you, aren't, you are not giving out actual names of the people that work for you? That, that's the public employees who people are forced to pay their salary, you are not giving that information out. So, why so rude? Why not it be nice? Hmm? <laughs> There's more, but badge number one. And he only gives it out after I call his supervisor and give them a hard time. This is the public, ser- these are the public servants. Would you describe that as playing games? Was I accurate in, in calling that playing yeah, this games? this is with
1: absolutely me? playing games.
0: 855 450 free, the SACL CAI toll free line. Those were the only two words that man said to me the entire time I attempted to ask him any, anything. Well, several questions I asked him. Only two words he ever said. Badge, Badge one. More coming up. Hour three's next. It's free talk live. What if the key to achieving liberty in your lifetime was to move together with others who think like you? Liberty activists are joining the Free State Project, which is over halfway to its goal of 20,000 participants. And they're already making the move to New Hampshire. The successes are piling up and are proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. From demonstrations and vigils to outreach and volunteering, there's a lot going on in Keene. Keen is also the undisputed Liberty Media capital of the world, with television, talk radio, and more, all originating here. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at FreeKeen.com and get connected with video, audio, free books, a forum, and activist tools you can download and use in your area at FreeKeen.com. That's FreeKeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything that you want toll-free at 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us online, freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those. Once again, freetalklive.com. Tonight it's Ian and Julia and Mark. All right, so we'll take your calls about anything you want. For those of you just tuning in throughout the entire show thus far tonight, I've been recapping what happened this morning. It was an incredibly eventful morning uh, for the activists in the Keene area as about eight folks came down from Keene to Palmer, Massachusetts to support me. Thankfully, at my pretrial hearing, which, you know, I didn't really expect to be particularly uh, eventful, but it turned out to be quite eventful as the court security at Palmer District Court flipped out over people having video cameras as they attempted to walk in the door. They uh, attempted to confiscate the cameras. Uh, They assaulted uh, James Cleveland from ShireTV.org in the process uh, by attempting to grab his camera from his hands. He did successfully wrest it away from their grasp and Did manage to avoid being arrested. Thankfully, everyone managed to avoid it being arrested this morning. But we came darn close. I mean, people were really—you know—it was close. They totally could have arrested somebody. I'm sure, had they really wanted to. And they—they were being as intimidating and as loud and as mean. They, being the government bureaucrats, as possible. Of course, the activists were calm and asking questions and nobody likes no one in the government likes a good root striking question from a liberty loving activist so they felt very threatened this morning the government guys did and they lashed out as a result of that i ended up having a ridiculous experience in court where they completely uh, offered to, they offered to drop both charges at one point if i would just pay $50 to a local charity that was after i'd refused an earlier plea deal that they offered me i refused that one as well they ended up dropping the misdemeanor disorderly conduct charge anyway and then, when they gave me the disorder the uh, discovery on the disorderly conduct charge, I discovered that the information was not even at all what I expected. I had received a police report initially on my day of arrest that actually had to do with my arrest, but the discovery that was included in the d- information that I was given today had nothing to do with the reason why I was arrested it had nothing to do with my arrest. it had to do with what happened before my arrest an hour before my arrest. And they're claiming that what I did in front of the tax sale open house, the, the open house they were having prior to the tax sale of uh, tax selling a heroic man's property in Palmer, Massachusetts, my behavior out in front of that house, they claim, was the disorderly conduct. And so they totally changed up their charge. They changed up the, uh, the evidence in the case. And I hope that the uh, ACLU attorney that has stepped on board to handle my case, thankfully, is going to eat this uh, for lunch. But what we were doing was playing the audio from the video Palmer Tax Sale, seen in Arrest 2012, which you can find on our Facebook and Twitter. You can link over to the video. It's it's a pretty entertaining video, I think, as you've heard thus far. The audio is pretty good in it, and it's uh, basically me asking some tough questions of some government bureaucrats as they stand around outside of this open house. Doing
1: a little – holding them accountable a little bit. I haven't heard you – Raise barely even raise your voice, and yep. and not in a you know. In no point are you doing it in a derisive way. I mean, you're being a, a somewhat mocking at certain points when somebody yep. won't talk to you, like the officer sitting down the street recording with his old video his camera name or his badge number. Right.
2: I wonder if that's his personal home video camera.
0: No, it had like one of those barcodes on it that the government likes to stick on things.
2: So the police department of Palmer, Massachusetts, just has these ancient video cameras.
0: I wouldn't. I, maybe when I said 19 19- 1998, I was exaggerating. How about 2000? I mean, this thing is definitely a tape-based camera. This is not a new SD card, hard drive-based camera as you would buy today.
2: I'm shocked that they would still have that technology, that they wouldn't have renewed it.
0: Considering all the money they have.
2: Well, and cameras these days are not that expensive.
0: Indeed. So we're continuing the video here from the, uh, the scene of the tax sale. The Zicos Group auctioneer makes an appearance. We first met him back in 2011. Mister, can you tell us who you're taking for because there might be people in the room that are Now this is a flashback uh, this part of the video is a flashback to 2011 where we encounter we're actually in the tax sale room so the room that we were prevented from entering in this year we were allowed into the year previous right. and allowed into it with video cameras so this is the video footage from inside the tax sale where the auctioneer tells us that we're intimidating people:
1: I'. Sometimes what happens, sir, is it has a chilling impact on the proceedings, so we want to make sure that uh, everyone's
0: comfortable. Well, they shouldn't be comfortable because they're bidding on stolen property. Someone somewhat intimidating,
1: quite frankly, and they'd like to know. So who are you with? Uh, can I ask why Why
0: you would say that I'm intimidating? I've been nothing but I, I, I've heard kind to people. I'm here today because <laughs> a man up the street... Uh, he's been threatened with his property being stolen and here's the order. It's not even been signed. He never had a contract made with anybody. He never breached the contract. How's it feel to auction off stolen property? Now this is the same auctioneer. Uh, so we're kind of following. Okay, here he is again. We gave you a clip of what he was doing to us back in 2011. And by the way, that conversation with the auctioneer was prior to the beginning of the auction. So it was not like we'd interrupted his auction just to... kind
1: wandering around the house at this point.
0: Yeah, well, right, and now we're back to the present day where he's uh, leaving the house from the, uh, the the open house that they're having prior to the tax sale. So I'm asking him questions as he walks to his car. Does it make you proud? You get a good cut. He's got that kind of classic Massachusetts politician look to him, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. Like look. one of the Kennedys. Yeah, he really slimy. has that. He really has that look. Not
3: quite as slimy, but still pretty damn slimy. Yeah. Glasses, mu- glasses. Well, he's not
0: slimy enough to be anything higher than an auctioneer for a municipal yeah. auction group. Does anybody know who the mystery man is here that's turning away from the video camera, with the dark glasses on? I think it's the auctioneer. No, the auctioneer just took off in oh, the, the SUV. Yeah. <laughs> Look at this guy. <laughs> he just keeps turning away from the camera. <laughs> You're hilarious, buddy. Must be really proud of what he does. Keeps turning away from the camera. Yeah. So this is the guy with the dark glasses who's just uh, been quietly hanging around and helping people. I wouldn't want him to touch me either. <laughs> helping people leave. There's an old lady going down You know the this house is stolen, right, man? She didn't really want him. It looked like she didn't really want him to, uh, to help her and, and touch her. But I see. He did anyway.
3: <laughs> oh, now oh, got a good shot of
0: so, I finally got a good shot of him and uh, did a slow mo so everybody gets to see his face. And watch so what, the I, whole video. what I did is I had a lamp hatch. Morning, folks. You know this house is stolen, right? You'd be no, bidding that, on stolen yelling? property today if you place a bid on this house. I would
2: say that's the first time that you've raised your voice, but you're not yelling at them. You're raising your voice so that you can be heard right, and it's heard. very attention. obvious.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is, it's pushing it. Was that intimidating? I don't think so. No. I mean, yeah, I think it's intimidating to people when you uh you know you're crushing these people's paradigm. You mean when the government the government can't steal. I mean, I've actually had people tell me this. <laughs> it's not possible. And to some extent they're right. Since the government makes the laws, and stealing is, while it is also, it's also a moral term, is also a, a legal, legal term. term. They can the exempt themselves can from it. The government can simply not steal by its own definitions legally. Good point. However, when you're talking about something morally, then it absolutely can, because I think that the Nuremberg trials showed that a government can commit murder. So if a right. government can— uh, can can break one you know if a government can break one moral law then it can break all of them right
0: uh, right and the audio is good from this video but it's fun to watch the expressions on some of these people's faces like the woman that she's just kind of for a micro expression looks at me when i'm saying this to her about the the stealing mm-hmm. thing it's interesting to watch what their expressions are uh, isn't that right divide? peter you know, I, I, Peter's a town attorney. That's what you do, right? So this is the guy. Steal houses real. from people. This is the so guy. So when here. you guys signed on to be police officers, this so is yeah. The town attorney's the guy who they, they specifically. The cop in the uh, statement claims that I was uh, yelling at right. and attempting to intimidate. That scene still uh, still coming up. That was me asking him a couple questions. Now I'm going to ask the cop some stuff here too. That's what you thought they'd have you doing. Silent treatment. Well, Taking houses from peaceful people?
3: From right that is that what you signed up for? To oh. 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 Morning,
0: guys. You know this is stolen property, right?
3: I'm going to check out the stolen property. Stolen
0: property? Yeah. Yep. yep. This property was stolen by the uh, town of Palmer. Yeah? Yep. <laughs> Sir, are you aware this is stolen property? So. Here it is. Is it easy to see? So here's the scene with the uh, the town attorney as he is walking away uh from the scene of the house he's kind of walking down the street i notice him walking away and he's got his cell phone he's punching something up on the phone so i'm just walking with him with my video camera i'm gonna ask him some questions here and this is this very specific scene in which i'm supposedly yelling at him and intimidating him to the point that he can't make a phone call right and maybe he couldn't make a phone call but that was his choice 855-453 saykel cai toll free line You can take control here, and we'll continue in moments. Coming up tonight, still, I've got news like a teen strip-searched at school. Talk Live. Toll-free number is 855 The SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us online at freetalklive.com. Enjoy our features on the site. We give them away. And if you like the show, you can throw us a few Bitcoins. it in our tip jar over at bitcoin.freetalklive.com. It gives you the Bitcoin address you'll need to send some Bitcoins over to us. Also, we'll give you some inside information on what the Bitcoin is and how to get some. Uh, and th- in fact, that's what we're going to tell you a little bit more about right now.
1: Well, as a uh, little bit, bit, little bit of Bitcoin news, uh, Bitcoins oh. uh, have now kind of gone legit to some extent. Hmm. One company out there, Bitcoin Dash Central, it's owned by P- Paymium, um, is now partnered with a licensed payment service provider in France. Uh, specifically, they're partnered with. Uh, uh, Sorry, Ian, here. It's a Quoba and Credit archaea, And okay. it's a, a PSP is similar to a bank and it's payment licensing, but it cannot issue credit. So now you have essentially a Bitcoin company that's uh, – the, the people are calling it a bank, a real bank. And – It's interesting. Uh, There's people kind of arguing on one side or the other as to whether this is a good thing or a bad (laughs) thing. We've had people call into this show and say that uh, bitcoins were a, you know, a a groundbreaking, successful piece of agorism, um, which I think is an interesting claim. But at the same time, I guess it's not really true if uh, bitcoins can be used in the, the regular marketplace by accredited governmental banks, right? Um, mm. So, you know, that's an interesting aspect to it. But anyway, it's, it's pretty obvious if uh, if a currency can't be accepted in a sort of the mainstream culture that it's never going to be a mainstream currency. And I want that for Bitcoin because I think that Bitcoins are going to change the world. If you don't know what Bitcoins are, you can go to bitcoin.freetalklive.com and we've got some helpful links there besides a Bitcoin tip jar. And uh, you can go and find out more about Bitcoins. They're an online peer-to-peer open source alternative currency that makes it so that anyone can send and receive money on the internet without having to pay any fees and have complete control over their own money you can have complete control over your own money with bitcoins so it's bitcoin.freetalklive.com should someone be free to be rude i think that in a free country I think that um, if somebody has been – yes, somebody can be rude and then they should be – if they're being asked to leave. um, In
0: a public space, should someone be free to be rude?
1: Well, this is the problem with public spaces. Right. I mean uh, my question to you would be this is um, if a public space is owned by everyone, shouldn't everybody be able to use it as though it is theirs? So -hmm. therefore, can I not take a big giant crap in the middle of the road? I mean, this is the problem with public spaces is is that, uh, you know, what exactly are they designed for? Is a public space designed so that individuals from the public have freedom of speech? I think some people would believe that. Are public spaces designed so that individuals from the public have the, the ability to walk from one place to another without being accosted by miscreants? I think that people would agree with that. Now, the problem is, is when these two things meet each other. What do we do in that circumstance? What does a free society do? Does a free society stifle the right to speech on public property of an individual? Or does a free society um, you know, pander to the lowest common denominator and allow anyone to do anything on a street corner that you know, might be considered offensive? In this case,
0: we're not talking about taking a dump or uh, anything like that. We're talking Dropping about one's asking <laughs> some questions, asking some questions, me asking some questions of some government
1: bureaucrats in the public, uh, on a public street. Well, and that even takes it a little bit further. In this case, these government bureaucrats are doing the government's job on government property mm-hmm. um, and you are, you know, the I mean, you're their tax-paying superior. Why in the world should you not be able to speak to them? They're claiming that I
0: am guilty of disorderly conduct because I asked some questions that they considered rude. The the definition of disorderly conduct, just to refresh you in case you're just tuning in, the charge that I'm being hit with here in uh, Palmer, Massachusetts, which, by the way, they've completely changed. It was because I was in town hall recording video and allegedly disrupting some meeting. Now it's because I was out on the street supposedly yelling at bureaucrats and intimidating them. Which, of course, we've been playing the audio from it, and you guys have yet to really identify any portion in this audio where I'm yelling I or I am not ashamed
1: of your behavior at all.
0: Uh, so, but what I am doing is I'm asking some pretty tough questions about what they're doing with this tax sale that they're trying to do, where they're going to take a man's property from him and sell it to somebody else. So I'm asking questions. As a member of the media, as a concerned individual, I want to know these things. But it's considered rude by those government bureaucrats. Apparently it's illegal to be rude to a government bureaucrat. And what government bureaucrat isn't going to think you're being rude if you ask them a challenging question? Well, on
2: top of that, so far in the video, nobody has actually called you out and said, hey, you're being rude, do you Leave mind? Me alone. Right, nobody has said anything. They're just ignoring you, which in my opinion is rude. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe we should charge them with disorderly conduct for being rude and not answering the public's questions. Right. Uh, But let me continue here with the audio. This is the scene that's specifically defined in Officer Ford's testimony here, which I received today in court, in Palmer District Court. Just to recap you on what he said, quote, he was following me. He was following the town's legal representation with a video camera and yelling at him about stealing property and trying to intimidate the attorney. As the attorney would walk away, he would be followed by Mr. Freeman and harassed to the point that he could not make a simple telephone call. So here is that particular scene where I noticed the attorney was walking away from the scene of the house with a phone in his hand and, you know, I still want, I've got questions. So I follow him with my video camera and ask them. Is it easy to sleep at night? Doing what you do? Taking things from people you didn't earn? Would really get to me making a living off of some other person's uh, labor and their efforts, make money off of their backs. That'd get to me. I do business on a voluntary basis. People that do business with me, they consent to it. They don't do that with you, do they, Peter? This is the yelling. Yeah. Intimidating. No. Nope. Yeah. Don't imagine they do. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Mister Mystery? That was it. Now I'm asking his uh, partner, the uh, man with the dark sunglasses on. What's your role here? You cop? Palmer, police detective, maybe. How about you, Mister Mister? You proud of this? When you were growing up, did you uh, envision that you'd take people's property for a living?
3: I know I did. That was one of my goals. That's
0: actually answers. This is actually a buyer, a prospective buyer who is walking up to the house. He makes that observation completely unprovoked. I mean, I wasn't even paying attention to him at that point. I didn't even Now, what barely... did he say? Exactly? He says, I know I did. That's what I, you know, something about that what I That was one of my up.
1: goals or yeah, something. Growing
0: up, to steal property from people. This Ugh. is someone walking up to it see the, seems the house. This
1: like is sort of an offhand statement. I yeah. mean, like he's. The smartass. Yeah. Yeah. No jury trial, that. nothing. That's not, that's illegal. This is another neighbor. That's basically unconstitutional as well they actually need to follow suit they want everyone who's a citizen to follow suit those that are in power need to follow right
0: suit, he didn't get a jury suit. trial anything.
1: Right? it's you know being transparent and everything mm-hmm. else
0: but they're not and they're and they're going to do it
1: they're going to do it and therefore therefore that man that man right now has a right to sue them because and
0: he's planning on it he's planning on it it's totally illegal so we're here today to remind these folks that are coming to take a look at the house that they are essentially looking at stolen property and they're looking eight five five four fifty free, free talk live, more coming up. Talk Live is available to you toll free to take control of. You can bring up whatever you want. 855-453. That's one 450 3733 You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy them on us. Freetalklive.com. With you tonight, it's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. Don't forget, you can get more of Julia over on uh, her show, pukeandthegang.com. Although technically not your show. No, it's, it's puke's show. show. But you are part of the gang. It's the gang. And you appear on a regular
1: basis yes. on that program, pukingthegang.com. If you went to bitcoin.freetalklive.com, uh, as I suggested previously in the last segment, you saw a banner for bitinstant.com. Bitinstant.com is, uh, besides sponsoring that page, thankfully, they um, also, well, they are the fastest, safest, and easiest way to go about purchasing Bitcoins. You can go to BitInstant.com and you can find more than a million locations around the world in more than 30 countries at, at which you can deposit Bitcoins in person, or you can do it on the web through like Douala and maybe a couple of other ways. It's um, There's so many different ways to use BitInstant that I haven't used them all. BitInstant.com. Go check them out. They're the fastest, safest, easiest way to get Bitcoins. BitInstant.com.
0: Fine suggestion. 855-450-FREE. We're deep into the video from Palmer, Massachusetts. This is the video that uh, transpired prior to my arrest for allegedly disorderly conduct. They changed the entire circumstances of the charge from being me being allegedly disorderly in town hall, where I was actually arrested, to now they're claiming I was actually disorderly in point of fact in front of the house that was being tax-sold
1: uh, during the open house portion of the day, so we but, started. Which, by the way, they've ruined their case. They have no chance now. If they had a chance before for charging you with doing something, they have lost that opportunity because they've tried to bait and switch the situation. So they're at a false arrest uh, scenario. Yeah, basically for uh, you know not letting a member of the press or anybody film. Public officials in a public building right. going about the public's business, and it looks to me like, at least upon appeal, that there's a settlement – not a settlement, but a, uh, a, a verdict, a good-sized verdict coming your way.
0: I could there, – yeah, there could very well be a possibility for some kind of a civil countersuit in this case. Yep. And I imagine the ACLU sees that as a possibility. That's why they've taken the case. And now that they found out that the, because t- they, the ACLU just found out today. Because I just found out today that they've completely changed the circumstances of the charge. Uh, to being an entirely different point in time and an entirely different location yeah, where I was not Just threatened. like
1: a boss hog kind of situation. Right.
0: Where I was not threatened. I was not threatened with arrest. I was not told I was doing anything wrong and I was certainly not arrested at this particular incident. But I'm going through the video footage just so you can hear it for yourself because the uh, officer in the report claims I'm yelling and attempting to intimidate the town attorney at this tax sale, this open house they were having prior to the tax sale. And you guys have heard it thus far and uh, your assessment is that's not the case? It's ludicrous. Now, of course, I could have edited out all of the uh, the times at which I was a yelling, frothing madman but out front. Actually,
1: of the- um, they accused you specifically of the town attorney, and it would have been very strange and difficult to edit out because, I mean, it was a it was a conversation from the start to the end. I heard the start of the conversation. Well,
0: there was an edit in there. I mean, there absolutely was. This was much. This was
1: you know there a couple hours. Of I, I certainly couldn't tell. But you must have gone from. Talking in a tone like this to the city attorney, to right. screaming at the top of your lungs, yeah. to going back to doesn't talking seem very like likely, this. right? Yeah.
0: So here we go. We
1: continue. It's the only ed- evidence well, at right. this point in the they, case. Well,
0: the only you no, know, well, the the only evidence from their side is the police report. I was surprised that they didn't include a copy of this video because have they not seen it? Surely they've seen this video. No, maybe they uh, haven't. May, maybe they haven't. I'm pretty sure they have, but. Uh, you know, this video is evidence against what that officer says. So there's the officer's claims and then there's what's in the video. You know, there's reality and then there's the officer claiming I'm yelling, frothing at the mouth and well, attempting to intimidate These
1: people. people are clearly used to getting whatever it is that yep. they say. That, I mean, you know, this is how it is for every government official everywhere. They say whatever they want to say and that's how it goes.
0: So we continue here with the footage from outside of the tax sales uh, open house. I'm interviewing one of the neighbors who was just kind of out and about. I walked up and asked him some questions, and he was on our side right out the gate. Really nice guy. Oh, and yeah. Placing a bid on stolen property.
1: And basically what he should actually do is just what they always do. Like when they put a lien, et cetera, put a lien on the town. Yeah, a the sure. Thing, fight fire with fire. How
0: long you lived around here?
1: Oh, 14 years.
0: 14 years? Appreciate you taking the time. No problem. Thanks very much. Hello, are you proud of what you're doing for a living? Now there was an edit. There's been several edits. Yeah, this is a I'm 15 minute video that, that has been edited down from you know an hour or two or whatever. Mm-hmm. How much? However much raw footage. But
2: if somebody emailed you and said, "Hey, I'd like to see the raw footage," I you probably have don't it. have
0: it anymore. Really? No, I don't. I don't keep that stuff. I just. We, we've we started uploading raw footage to the Freeman TV Raw channel, FR33MAN TV Raw. Uh, there's a number of activists that are uploading footage. I don't think I uploaded this footage there, but some people are doing that. But either way, you know, my testimony and the testimony of all the witnesses, because it wasn't just me standing out there alone. Jay Noon was there. Uh, you know, Daryl was there from FPP.cc. There were several people around who can very well get up on that stand and say I was not yelling at anybody. So, you know, they've got their cop and uh, – or their cops and I've got my witnesses too and video. So we continue here. This is the final scene from outside of the house where the bureaucrats are closing up. They're walking to their car and this is actually the first female uh, bureaucrat. looks like she's with the auction group and uh, so I have a few
1: questions for She's not her. actually a bureaucrat then if she – She's with the auction group.
0: Maybe. I don't know. As far as I'm concerned, you're working for the bureaucrats. You might as well be a bureaucrat, at least for the day. So they're walking to her car, and I figured I needed to ask her some questions because she'd she'd basically been inside the house the whole time showing it. Here we go. Taking houses from peaceful people who have never been accused of harming anyone. Judo. Now that's the license plate that's on the front of the car that they're getting into, which is being personal driven, protection bodyguard, perhaps, being driven by the man with the dark Very glasses. Very interesting. See you in a few. All right. So we. So that's when uh, I cut that video, and then we went over to the town of Palmer. Town so they, hall.
1: So the guy who was standing in front of the the house, uh, the the mysterious man. I believe he's man.
0: private security for the Z-Coast auction Group.
1: His uh, his license plate was Judo. That's correct. Interesting. Yeah, and all he was
0: doing was standing around, you know, with dark glasses on the whole time, helping people get in and out of the house. He appeared very much to be some kind of either undercover cop, which wouldn't make sense because there were cops in uniform there, or private security. You know, some kind of uh, man. PI. Can you know
1: how petrified these people must be to hire private security when yeah. the cops were going to be all over the place. Yeah. So uh, I mean, here's you guys out here in t in t shirts, um, and uh, you know they've got bodyguards and bulletproof vests and i mean it's crazy
0: indeed we'll continue here and so here we approach palmer uh, town hall just for good measure we are here uh, our team crew from uh coming down from the house to the town offices palmer uh has both the police department and the town offices in the same building so that's where we're at here they're going to be doing their tax sale this is where they do their tax sales uh, they are registering bidders at 11:30, and it's about 11:30 right now. So we're going to go in and make sure all the bidders know they're going to be bidding on stolen property today. Please, no video recording, huh? Now this is new. Now this is the uh, eight and a half by eleven sheet of paper. As I'm walking up, I notice that in the window, and I, you know, speak it out and uh, and take note of it. The eight and a half sheet of 11, uh, eight and a half sheet of paper saying that uh, there's no video recording in mm. town hall. Another Test free sp- area. Yep. Then, oh, that's right. it says posted. There's no a video- larger free speech zone. They had a free speech zone set up out in front of Jay Noon's house during the open house. And then at the Palmer Town Hall, they have a larger free speech zone, which is built with uh, cones, traffic cones, uh, pylons, uh, and that's sort of like Bob's barricades or whatever. And uh, even like a light, they just put what they just threw whatever they could from the closet, like a spotlight kind of thing, just sitting out there, just to make a a barrier or a barricade of some sort. So we'll continue here.
1: only standing in it. Yeah,
0: eight five five four fifty three. I guess some of the protesters actually did go out and stand in it later after I got arrested, but you know they're new to this; they don't know how We've to stand have up for themselves.
1: Some thoughts for the people who want to speak freely to speak. Well, we'll just give them this little spot in the parking lot. Right,
0: because they wouldn't let anyone into the tax sale, not even the newspaper reporter who'd come out. More coming up, Free Talk Live. Talk Live, toll-free number here for you, 855-453, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything you want, even in these remaining moments. Maybe we'll get enough time uh, in to talk to you about the teenager that was strip-searched at high school. Uh, I think, Mark, you've got that story. Am I correct about that? That's correct. All right. So uh, 855-450-FREE. But we are giving you the remaining moments of the Palmer tax sale video. We've been spending time dissecting and uh, looking into here to see, do they have a case? Does the town of Palmer actually have a case to say that I was committing disorderly conduct? They don't have crap. All they have to prove is that I was rude in public. And, of course, their bureaucrats are going to testify that they thought I was very rude. Yep.
1: That's all it takes, right?
0: I could testify that they were rude because they didn't answer my questions and pretended that I didn't exist, uh, some of them. so But I'm not able to charge them with disorderly conduct. Well,
2: in the legal world, when you're talking about harassment, you cannot claim that somebody was harassing you and, unless they've asked you to, to stop. stop. So, in my opinion, none of these people ever at any point in time said to you, hey, do you nope. mind? You're being rude. None of them said it at all. They pretty much all just ignored you. That's right which, like we said earlier, is pretty rude. So I'm not sure that they could get up and make that case at all.
0: It should be interesting to watch. I predict that Mark's correct that I will be found guilty at the district court level. And I don't see we'll how have they have a
1: choice at the district court level. It. This judge uh, has way overstepped her bounds yeah. and looked like uh, looks very silly. Um, so you know she's not going to be able to do anything but find you guilty. But it's this is an appellate case. They're all appellate cases. Yeah. You just don't get justice in the you know. You the, just don't get it. You just don't get at it. at a district court level. The so, best you can do is you know go to how to Try to use their rules and that circumstance against them but set yourself up for the appeal
0: now we're actually getting to the the very end of the video here the palmer tax sale video which i've linked to over at our twitter and facebook and by the way uh if you want to you can go to uh, go to news.freetalklive.com you can sign up to follow our emailed updates and follow us on Twitter and Facebook through news.freetalklive.com. Twitter and Facebook, great ways to get updates during the show, questions. Mark, I think you'd asked a question about you know, whether or not people think I'll actually end up getting a big verdict on this case. Right. That was one of the questions that you asked, and people have been kind of posting their observations over there. Go to news.freetalklive.com and get signed up for that. And by the way, it is Twitter Tuesday. I know it's Monday Eastern time when we're doing the show, but technically by universal standard time, it is actually Tuesday in uh, Greenwich Right now. So uh, it is Tuesday. And actually, it's been Tuesday for a couple of hours at this point. So uh, technically, it is now the beginning of Twitter Tuesday. Twitter Tuesday will run all throughout the next 30 hours or so. And uh, we will take anyone on Twitter who tweets at Free Talk Live. If you tweet something at Free Talk Live, we will see it. It'll pop up on our radar. We will then be able to click your profile name and follow you in return for you tweeting something at Free Talk Live. So You know, you scratch our back, we scratch yours. You tweet something at us. It shows us up in your Twitter feed. Maybe your friends will then see that you like Free Talk Live, and they will check us out. And then in return, we give you a follow, and you get an extra follow from Free Talk Live. And so if you think that's okay, there you go go ahead and do that. Uh, Tweet something at Free Talk Live sometime in the next 24 hours or so. Uh, so back to the video here as we approach Palmer Town Hall, I have noticed uh, we've we've left the, the tax sale preview where they're letting people look at the house that they're going to tax sale. We've now gone to the town hall where they're expecting to have the actual tax sale. It is 1130 in the morning and uh, they had begun re- registering participants at 1130. So the tax sale wasn't supposed to start until noon. So I figure, you know, we're not interrupting anything. We're just going in to take a seat at the tax sale so we can observe what happens. Well, unfortunately, I never make it into the tax sale. And nor does anyone else, by the way. After I get arrested and the video cuts off... You don't get to find out what happens to everybody else. There's probably another five or six different people there who were, you know, uh, friends of Jay Noon who'd mm-hmm. come out to support him. Not a one of them was led into the, the supposedly very public open tax sale.
1: And including the uh, reporter from the local newspaper.
0: Exactly. No one who was not a registered bidder with a $5,000 check was let into this particular tax sale, even though at the tax sale we attended the year prior, we were all allowed in. It was no problem.
1: Or Pete and I were allowed no, in. I think that the reason that you were allowed in last year was probably the reason that you weren't allowed in this year.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so here goes the video from outside of Palmer Town Hall. You're recording at oh, Town Hall. Geez, geez. Oh, boy.
1: I wonder how they would justify that with the Glick decision. Justified. Public officials, while on duty, have no expectation of privacy.
0: Right. And we're responding to seeing a printed sign posted in the window of the front door of Town Hall claiming no video recording, please. Here we go. So this is scene basically we're just walking inside town hall. Thank Thank you. And in this version of the the video I cut directly to the arrest. In the version of there's two versions of this video. There's one where it's just the arrest from me walking in the building all the way through the end where they turn off the camera. And that includes like a minute of me walking into town hall and then walking up to the police officer. In this video I cut from walking in the front door basically straight to where the arrest happens. Hi, sir. For the where's
2: the auction?
0: Hey, where's so the auction? On it. Mm, excuse yeah, me, It's gonna be right here, right in here. Yes. Right you know. Okay, great. But you cannot video. I would Actually, I, I can. Not in here, you can't, sir. Um, I did last time, and I will do it again this time. How does it feel to work for an organization that has? This un- is a flashback. Uh, So, I've also interrupted this clip with a flashback to where I first encountered Officer Tensar in 2011, where he was standing in the hallway, keeping an eye on things, I guess, Mm -hmm. and uh, Pete and I are hovering around him, asking him questions with video cameras. In this case, he doesn't talk to me at all, whereas in the 2012 video, he's quite interactive uh, with
1: me. Interactive, telling you can't video record.
0: Monopoly on violence. To make you feel like a gangster? He smiles at that. (laughs) Okay, that was funny. Have you thought about well, the repercussions for this individual and his family? Is there anybody who will talk to us? Because it's freedom of the... So now we're back, present day, back in the, the hallway outside of the uh, the tax sale. And he points to the sign on the window. There's another one. They put up a few of these. So there's one on the front door, and then there's another one at the window at the government office that we're uh, standing in front of. Let you know right it's now. freedom of the press. Yeah. There's signs. Just because you, post, you post a sign doesn't everything. mean you get to eliminate the freedom of the press. Especially and have you, are you
1: familiar with... An unsigned sign. Yeah, just block letters on white. You can't do that.
0: For <laughs> the Glick decision? Sir, I am just. I'm asking you right a question. Now, I'm telling officer. you right now, There is no videoing. What's your name, by the way? Officer Tenzar. There's no yeah. video in this town hall. Uh, now, have you heard of the, the, the Are Glick you decision? I'm refusing to shut off the video camera. Have you heard of the Glick decision? Are you refusing to shut I'm not video refusing camera. to shut off the video camera. Can you shut it off right I'm now, asking please. you, have you heard of the Glick decision? Sure. Are you you might want to know about this before you put my That's before you arrest me. me. You might want to know about the Glick I'm decision, sure. which says that uh, every public employee is supposed so to did be he arrest me for videoing in the town hall. Or yes, did he, he arrest did. me, as they're alleging now, for recording, questioning the bureaucrats out in front of the house a half an hour previous? These
1: people During, are screwed. Yeah, it's ridiculous. They're screwed. I mean, they, they can't win this case. <laughs> the only way they can win this case is a crooked judge on this violation because they won't get a jury of your peers for yep, this. can not have a crooked jury. judge and the only way uh, – and, and you've got one because she has to cover up her uh, stupidity for refusing to take your $50 donation to a local charity because you just wanted this to go away. And, uh, you know – You're going to have to take it to an appeal appellate court, and it's going to be a three-judge panel, and they're going to give it to you, and then you're going to file a civil suit for the false arrest and the whole um, thing, and then that's going to probably be at least hundreds of thousands, if not a couple million dollars.
0: I think you're optimistic, but then again, what do I know? I mean, I've never gone through this uh, process this far before, They were
1: very specific in the Glick decision. Do you remember that verbiage where they said that, look, because you people in the government haven't yet figured out that American citizens are allowed, and people are allowed to record bureaucrats, public officials on public property doing the public's uh, will, supposedly, then we're going to give, and they gave a punitive, basically, amount Mm -hmm. of damages to Glick. Now, six months later, in the same state... That this was, <laughs>
0: and the same ACLU has taking the case,
1: and they're they're just they're gonna they they've got to do something. They've got to take a telephone pole and smack these people upside the head with it, because obviously baseball bats don't work.
0: Right? How many more settlements can they afford? Be subject to being recorded when they're on duties. This was a major court case. This is me summarizing the Glick decision for this guy. This is a major court case out of this particular. This is ridiculous, man. You were here last time when I was recording. Sir. Let me in, please. Takes the camera from me. Come on, man. This is ridiculous. What are you What are you guys doing? This is freedom of the press. This is a public we'll watch it place, off the video camera. This man is, is assaulting me because I have a video device. What is going on here? here make it a right Ah. What'd he say?
1: Making an arrest there?
0: That was the chief. Making an arrest already? Tensar says, yep. That's after he'd walked away from me. Walked behind, you know, walked into another room with my video camera as it was still rolling. Making an arrest already? Hmm. Sounds like they were planning on making arrests in this particular day. Well, anyway... Visit freekeen.com for the latest on this case. The video from this morning of the police uh, getting into it with the activists will be posted at some point. We'll see you tomorrow.
1: Hey, podcasters. It's uh, it's that time of year again. Uh, proflowers.com is advertising with Free Talk Live, and we're delighted to have them. They are a big advertiser, and um, it's a really good thing. They've already committed to upping their ad buy as a result of, uh, you know, what you guys did during Mother's Day and buying, you know, OKs and that kind of thing during Mother's Day. Thank you for doing that. Um, They've, you know, like I said, exponentially increased their ad buy for um, the Valentine's Day holiday. But they've uh, are also advertising here with us during Christmas and it's podcast only that they're advertising. So they have faith in you guys. I have faith in you guys in order to uh, sort of maintain what we're uh, doing for them. And they've got a really great little offer here, for 19.99, so 20 bucks, you can get Santa's Workshop Mini Cypress Tree, is what it's called, and it comes with its, uh, you know, with decorations, free lights and ornaments. It's a, it's a little Christmas tree that, uh, you know, it takes care of that. It can take care of your entire holiday decorating at the house. Is so all you have to do is have this little tree. You can send it to a, a child or a family member or even a, um, you know, wife or loved one, whomever. And I think it'll make a great little gift. Um, It's a little Christmas tree, and um, you can get it from proflowers.com. You can uh, upgrade to the angel and snowflake ornaments with white lights for just $10 more. The tree comes, um, you know, the, the standard one comes with uh, festive red, with a festive red 10 with colorful lights and 12 wooden ornaments. So you can go to fro- proflowers.com and um, take a look at those great looking trees. And this is a one week only special, by the way. There will be um, other specials coming up. For this deal, go to proflowers.com, click on the mic. In the top, and type in FTL. It's always FTL for Free Talk Live Um, in all of our advertisers. uh, This live mini Christmas tree is perfect for someone who doesn't have a room for a big tree, whether it's a dorm room or a small apartment or whatever. You can get your mini Christmas tree ready to decorate for just $20. You can call 800-PRO-FLOWERS and mention FTL or go to proflowers.com. Click the microphone in the top right corner. Type in FTL. It's proflowers.com, the microphone, FTL, and the offer expires on midnight Friday. Yes, I did ask what time, which time zone, and they said Pacific. So offer ends Pacific time midnight on Friday.